shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. We gon' sip a cardi like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up, it's not your birthday. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. My mouth got what you need if you need to fill a buzz. I'm in the having sex, I ain't into making love. So come give me a hug if you're into getting rough. You can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. My mouth got what you need if you need to fill a buzz. I'm in the having sex, I ain't into making love. So come give me a hug if you're into getting rough. When I pull up out front, you see the Benz on duck. When I roll 20 deep, so it's drama in the club. Yeah. Now that I roll with you. Everybody show me love When you sell like them and them You get plenty of groupie love Look homie ain't nothing changed Rolls down, G's up I see exhibit in the cutting man Rolling trees up If you watch how I move You mistake before I play up here Been hit with a few shells Now I walk with a limp In the hood in the lady Saying 50 you hot They like me I want them to love me Like they love pop But holla in New York Show they tell you I'm loco And the plan is to put the rap game In a choke I'm fully focused man My money on my mind Got a meal out the door And I'm still on the grind Now shorty says she feelin' my style She feelin' my flow My girlfriend, what did they buy? And they ready to you go on me yeah. in the club Bottle full of bug My mind got what you need If you need to fill a bug I'm in the habit sex I ain't into making love So come give me a hug If you ain't getting rough You can find me in the club Bottle full of bug My mind got what you need If you need to fill a bug I'm in the habit sex I ain't into making love So come give me a hug If you ain't getting rough My show brought me the dope That brought me all my fancy things My crib, my cars, my clothes, my shoes Look for me, I done came up and I ain't changing You should love way more than you hate it Hi, Exotic Liability 50 Yay, 50s Dude, this one's this one's dedicated to Jim Nickerson Is this a Jim? 50s Alright my, <laughs> my, my, my dad's special move when he goes into a strip club is to get a big giant roll of $50 bills and he runs in the door and he goes, 50s! And then all and these people, and he, yeah, he fans them out into this big thing uh, and all these people... Uh, strippers. Yeah. Um, they uh, <laughs> Strippers are people too. No, they're dead, remember? No, they're, we established they're people, that on the last on the episode, which was previously established by Family, Family guy. guy. Right, but they're still people. They're just dead people. Just dead people. Zombies. Right. So that little kid, when he said, I see dead people all the time, it's because he, he had just gotten back from go the strip, to strip club. club. Or because he has a single mom. And his mom is a stripper. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jim, Jim will walk in and uh, just goes nuts with that. And then for the rest of the night, has people like following him around like little puppies, and he makes fun of them for following him. Yeah, and then he brings them fucking uh, live chickens. And then he chickens. brings them live chickens. Yeah, there was, there was some Brazilian girl that he was telling Ryan and I a story about that I guess at a club that he went to that like fell in love with him and she was like talking about you know the good old times in Brazil so to bring her back to her roots he like literally brought a fucking live chicken, live chicken in a cage for to her. the strip club like to her <laughs> yeah he told me about that one I remember that Ryan you gotta come to this club that fucking club yeah fucking fucking Lilith chickens in that son of a bitch it's fucking amazing <laughs> So, all right, well... Eventually we'll get Joe on the phone. Yeah, I'm going to hit him through mail real quick. Ugh. How was your week? Uh, it was something else. Um, <laughs> you had quite the... Uh, I had an adventurous week. Um, how, so how do you look in yellow? <laughs> excuse me? How do you look in yellow? Um. Oh, that's why Joe's not calling back. 
because the laptop got unplugged. Mm. It's just like technical fail fuck up episode, which I kind of enjoy. And it's not even the dog's fault. And it's even better because it's all like hardware failure shit and we're having Joe on, which is just (laughs) even fucking more awesome. Um, Yeah, my week was interesting. Uh, I got arrested. Um, I think that that's just fine to tell people because I don't really care because it was over stupid shit. You know, it was it was over a speeding ticket that I thought I paid for that I didn't, and then I drove four and a half hours to go see a fucking client and ten miles outside of where I was supposed to meet the client. I get pulled over by a cop who was super awesome, super cool, and uh, the cops all. <laughs> Holy shit! You asshole! Oh my god! Ow! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking! I about ripped my face off. I bet that looked hilarious on the lives. I can't wait to watch that. Holy shit, dude! All right, Dick. God, you want me to log into that for you now? It's gonna keep fucking making noises and shit. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, everybody's laughing their ass off. Um. Holy fuck. All right. So, <laughs> anyway. I wish we could go back and watch this right now. Because you see probably both of us throw the goddamn headphones off. <laughs> Jesus. Joe goes, Joe goes I, got, I called and I got some, snout, some snotty-sounding operator saying the, that you were busy. <laughs> I bet she was British. I bet she was. So you got arrested 10 minutes outside of meeting a client. Yeah, let's call Joe. I don't want him to have to wait. I'll explain my being arrested and uh, having all sorts of things happen, like a big giant skinhead telling me, dude, don't overthink it. I'm just racist. Or things like, uh, you know, being locked in the cop car and the cop not having his keys and me explaining to the cop that I can get out of the cups and let him back in the car if he wants, but he has to authorize that because I don't want to freak him out. And... It was an interesting time. Nice. Um, so I'll explain. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll give Joe a call because that's a hell of a lot better than my stories that don't relate to anything security or podcaster or whatever else. Oh, so after you yank that cable. So if anybody doesn't know, Joe is a motherfucking ninja. Um, has the show prototype this and many many other things. Makes the Defcon badges. Just overall Hello. super badass. What's up? What's going on? Hey, dude. Sorry about all that. We've been in the process of, like, ripping earphones off our heads because computers were rebooting and levels were too high and God knows what other fucking hardware failure that you already wished upon us that just (laughs) happened to work because you own everything. Yeah, I got my people working for me. Apparently, it works well because I got, like, attacked by my computer twice already. (laughs) So what's going on, dude? Nothing, just hanging out. Yeah, what's uh, yeah. what's 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 uh the weather like now that you have like tsunamis and shit coming? <laughs> Actually, you wouldn't. It's like you never guess it here. It's like totally sunny. Really? And yeah, until that big crazy. like Godzilla wave comes and washes the city <laughs> out, and everybody freaks out. Well, that's out. gonna hit Hawaii. That's gonna hit Hawaii first, right? So we'll be able to see how bad it is when it hits them. <laughs> and by yeah. the time it gets to by the time it gets to San Francisco, we'll see. It'll, but, uh, it'll just be a I bunch of surfers with, it'd be like a bunch of surfers that? with needles in them <laughs> yeah 
I live up on a cliff. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> nice. So you, you get a good view of watching the city go bye-bye in the event. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, wait, I know those guys. There I go. <laughs> You're like, ha, 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 RSA, take that shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. You, yeah, like, the tsunami couldn't have picked a better week to come. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Wipe out all the vendors, then I don't need to hear their bullshit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> Right on. Well, hey, dude, um, thank you so much for taking time to hang out with us on the podcast and talk trash. No, no problem. <laughs> I appreciate I've been looking it. forward to it all week. <laughs> right on. I like talking trash, and it's, it's always good when it's being recorded. Hell yeah. Well, that's the, you know, we, we effectively, you know, help people destroy their ability to get rehired. I mean, that's kind of, <laughs> that, that's why we got to take people who kind of like have their own thing going so then, you know, they, they don't right. have Hopefully to. Hopefully I'll never have to be rehired. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But you won't have a political career after this either. Forget it. <laughs> Either that or, you know, politics will change and they'll just put all people like us in office because they're like, yeah, we're just sick of all the bullshit. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we need giant robots and fucking huge armies and <laughs> the US, talking shit. The U.S. told yet another country to go fuck itself today. <laughs> <laughs> so, dude, I, I had a question for you because I've been seeing these things uh, starting to pop up around Denver all the place. Um, okay. Uh, how is your work with the uh, the meters? Oh, man, it was fun. I, I want to hear about um, that. Talking about the so, smart meters, okay. right? <laughs> I'll give you the short version. Okay. And um, so at, at, uh, at Black Hat DC and at DEF CON, um, I gave a talk with Jake Applebaum and Chris Tarnowski about owning the San Francisco smart parking meters. And that basically uh, came about because I recently moved to San Francisco. And um, what they have here is a smart card that you – it's a stored value card. You go to a hardware store. You go to, like, a convenience store. You pay either $20 or $50, you get the stored value card. Right. And you go, and I don't have to carry around coins, right? You just put this thing in, and it will, the meter will deduct every few seconds. It will deduct a unit, which, which corresponds to a quarter. So you just so sort of carry around your card, and you're all set. Um, I'd never done anything with smart cards before, and I use the card all the time because it's totally convenient yeah. and uh, still very expensive. Um, <laughs> and uh, I was like, all right, well, I want to learn about smart cards. So that was the first thing. Second thing is I, I hadn't done any real like computer security work in a while, at least anything that that was like high profile. So I was like, I, I could use some media whoring, you know, I could use some, <laughs> I could use some more news articles. Um, so I thought that would be good. And then I'd always wanted to work um, with Chris Tarnowski because he's like the the silicon dye analysis right. dye hacking master. He's like Yoda, except he's not that old. <laughs> and um, so I've always wanted to work with him. I've been friends with him for a while, but we've never had a project to work on together. And he just does amazing shit. So th this was a perfect excuse because, you know, it, it turns out that even though we didn't, we didn't have to go down the real, like, die hacking side, it was awesome to get his, his point of view and sort of throw it into this whole process that I wanted to show, which, you know, the hardware hacking process. And this was one of the steps. So working with him was awesome. And then working with Jake Applebaum is another friend of mine. And, uh, you know, he, he came from a whole different side of things. He's right. more on, like, the social side and, like, the, the, uh, the, the, um, you know, social implications and, you know, how are people affected and, and down with the man and all this stuff. So <laughs> it was really pretty cool. And uh, it turns out that the attacks, so that, you know, w we did a bunch of research. We bought a bunch of um, different types of parking meters on eBay. Um, we didn't want to go and chop down a meter off of the street because that would be wrong. So, you know, we got as close as we could by buying meters that were, you know, similar models older models, um, comparable <laughs> models by competing vendors. Um, so we could tear them apart, take uh, pictures of them, sort of just get a general idea like at a high level how these things work. Right. Um, we just 
scoured the internet for all sorts of infos and um, you know read all of the the technical documentation that we could and there was some some stuff that was pretty useful um, probably the most interesting was this use um, it wasn't a Usenet post it was some uh, mailing list for CVS mm-hmm. and a guy a guy uh, one of the senior software developers over at the company that manufactured the meters uh, McKay up in Canada had posted a message way back in the day saying hey guys you know I'm working on I'm playing around with CVS I'm trying to figure out how you know how I can use it um, but I'm having some problems and he dumped all sorts of information about his his paths and his um, various folders and info about his project and it turns out that that project was to write the, the source code or write the firmware for <laughs> this smart version of the smart meter nice. um, so it gave us all sorts of info about what smart card they were using um, names of some other um, in, internal or, 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 or sort of restricted tools I guess that would only be given out to you know legitimate administrators of the meters and stuff so it was kind of fun but ultimately you know we could have done all this stuff on them and the way we owned it was Essentially, just through a replay attack through the smart card interface. Really? And yeah, and it, it basically. Um, so we monitored a bunch of using a digital oscilloscope out on the street. Uh, we monitored a bunch of transactions <laughs> between the card and the meter, and the meter back to the card. You know, just typical eavesdropping. Right. Um, and we did that a bunch of times, and captured all this data. And then I went back into my lab, and for basically, uh, I don't know, uh, a day or so of just looking at the data with you know pencil and paper. I could figure out what uh, I could figure out enough of the transaction to um, kind of give me an idea of, of what was happening, and at least I got a, I got all of the information. Even if I didn't understand which what exact bytes were for what, I could still create a smart card emulator, which was the first step to do just a straight up replay attack of you know I put in my my full value twenty dollar card and and uh, capture the transaction for that, and then I just replay that. And then whole replay thing. it and watch it. That's yeah, awesome. so I replayed and you know, so I built some custom circuitry. It took me a while since I, I had to read up on smart cards, and everyone's going, "Oh, smart cards are so old," which they are. Um, but I just never done anything with them, so I did all sorts of research on smart cards. Chris Tarnovsky was a pro at smart card um, stuff, so he gave me a bunch of tools to play around with, and um, I ended up writing this emulator uh, using a, uh, a microchip pick processor, huh. which is this, this, you're now, a that was the ninja. third processor what? that I had actually what? chosen. <laughs> The first one I was going to use was a basic stand from Parallax because it's like, you know, as basic um, a, a piece of hobbyist electronics as you can get. And I, I, wanted to do, I wanted to do this as simply as possible so when I went to the media to go whore myself out, I could say, look, you know, for 20 bucks, you can, you can do, you know, any hobbyist can, cl- can clone a smart card. Right. Um, the basic stamp didn't exactly have the speed that I wanted, um, and there were some other problems with that. So I tried to go with the Freescale part which I happen to have a bunch of from the DEF CON badges. <laughs> and I was just having trouble with the serial interface on that. So I was like, all right, forget it. Um, I grabbed some, some extra circuit boards I had that used microchip pick, which um, was sort of funny there. Uh, I, I used as a kind of a baseline my, my G circuit board, which is a circuit board I use for um, the black hat hardware hacking training courses that I gave that's in the shape of my logo. <laughs> and uh, so I thought that was sort of funny to have that, you know, dangling out of the meter. That's um, sweet. To do the, <laughs> to do the <laughs> that's awesome. Test. But... So I ended up doing it with a pick in C, because um, you know a lot of smart card hackers, as far as I know, and smart card attacks out there are using assembly language because you get the, the fastest speed and the most efficient, you know, processing and everything. But I wanted to do it again in somewhere that something that was easy enough where you know even the media could look at it and say, oh, okay, so you do this, you send that piece of data, you wait for this piece of data, you wait three milliseconds and you send that piece of data. You know, something really simple. Um, so I wrote it in C and ended up releasing the code, except I took out all of the, the critical data bytes, but you can still see the template of a smart card emulator. 
And um, once I got the replay attack working, I said, okay, I think I know how the value is calculated by the meter, because initially you put the card in, and there's some communication, and the meter says, you have $19.75 remaining, and then it starts deducting money. So I thought I figured out how that worked, and I said, okay, well, what if I change that value to the maximum that you can? And I think it was a... um, uh, It was three... It was four bytes, but one half of a byte wasn't used, so what's that, three nibbles or whatever? Mm-hmm. Two bytes, one byte and a nibble? Right. <laughs> or something, 24, 24 bits. Yeah. And uh, I'll do that, yeah, 24 bits. And um, so I was like, what if I just set you know, all, all 24 bits to one? So it'd be FFF. And I did, and I put the card back in, and it's like, you have $999.99 <laughs> nice. available. <laughs> so it was just really, it was kind of fun, and to see that was exciting. But, you know, on the other hand, it's like how the attack was just so basic, and somebody had joked when I gave the presentation, they raised their hand, and they were like, the 80s called, and they want their replay attack back. <laughs> <laughs> and it's totally true. It's like companies shouldn't be, they shouldn't be allowed to have such horrible crap. You know, I mean, security in quotes at that point. There's nothing. It was total crap. And um, the media loved it. So the media picked up on it, went all over the, all over the nation. And now, we didn't contact San Francisco first. <laughs> um, intentionally, because of you know all of the problems that went on with the uh, with the MBTA in Boston right. the, the year before mm-hmm. when they when the FBI got involved and they issued a restraining order and you know this whole legal hoopla came out of it, um, which eventually the restraining order was lifted. The case was thrown out, but the case was thrown out not for a you know a, a technological reason. It was for like the placement of a comma in in the letter of the law or something. So it was really you know kind of scary. So. <laughs> We didn't want to do that. Nice. And then, you know, coming coming from coming from I my history with the law, it's sort of like, you know, we would always kick the beehive and, and kind of go on the edge and sort of, you know, like I didn't want to go get arrested, but I also wanted to, you know, so I, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be um, sort of destructive about it and not tell the city just so everybody could go take advantage of it, but I didn't want to get sued. But right. I still wanted to make sure the information got out there. So, you know, all the, 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 um, responsible disclosure zealots out there might be like, oh, you should have told the city first, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Whatever. Well, we didn't. And the other problem... There's a is difference the between responsible still- disclosure and getting immediately arrested. That's right. Yeah, getting immediately <laughs> you know? arrested for something, you know, you can, you know, we could get arrested for anything, even though nothing we did was illegal. We could easily have gotten arrested and had a restraining order placed against us. So right, right. We don't want to take that risk. You know, we've been around long enough to know that it, it, it just would make more sense. We did everything according to the law. You know, we didn't break the law. We did everything according to responsible, uh, like, research practices and everything. We didn't actually rip off any money or anything like that. So we felt pretty good about it, but we, we just didn't want to – we were afraid, so we didn't want to go to them first. But the other hand is San Francisco – I mean, any city it, it is a huge bureaucracy, right? So who do you go to? You know, it's like, like we had no idea who was the right person to talk to in advance right. about, about, you know, about this issue anyway, even if we did want to go and, ha- and have them try to fix it. Um, so – we didn't know who to contact, but you as know, soon as we gave the presentation, the media, being the media, found the they, right they person found them to for contact. you. <laughs> yeah, so you know when, when we started reading the news articles about it, it was you know we contacted XX, you know whatever his name is, spokesperson at San Francisco MTA. So I said perfect. So as soon as we finished the presentation, um, I went and you know and the articles started coming out. I I gave that contact a call and set up a meeting and actually went in to meet with a few of the the people in charge of of this whole parking meter infrastructure and everything in San Francisco. And that was pretty wild. You know, it's sort of like you find a vulnerability and, and now you're actually meeting with the people that are affected by it, um, which is pretty sweet. Now, the only problem is they are, 
they're just purchasing these meters and purchasing this system from McKay in Canada who makes these meters. McKay didn't give a, a, a public explanation. They didn't respond to any phone calls from the media or anything like that. Right, of course so not. So, you know, we don't know the true reason why this design was so bad and why they sold it to the city. Because, I mean, you know, wouldn't a replay attack be the first thing that you would test against for, you know, any sort of security problem? I would hope, but no, no one's going to hack a parking meter. They just assume yeah, who that... Would get, yeah, who would want to get free parking? Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> so, throughout this whole thing, Joe, I, like... I, I can only see in the beginning of this, like you and Applebaum getting drunk and like walking down the road with pipe cutters, like Cool Hand Luke style, <laughs> and being like, "I got a score to settle, boss." <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I, we didn't we didn't play that video, but we should have. Oh man! Um, and that you know that's what a lot of people would have done, right? But yeah, just sawed one off. You steal, if the you steal a parking meter, you can't go and, and you know go public to the world. Yeah, you can't. You can't unsteal it. <laughs> Yeah, someone's gonna say, "Well, where'd you get the meter?" And it's like, uh... exactly. But we didn't, you know, we didn't even need it because the the research that we did with like tearing down the the meters that we bought on eBay was interesting, and that's something that you know we only picked this one attack vector being the smart card interface. But there's so many other ways and, and and things that we could have taken advantage of. But looking at the circuitry design and everything was very interesting. Um, but you know, all we needed was that was access to the smart card interface, so we didn't have to be at the meter very long to capture the data we needed. And then going back, like San Francisco, it doesn't matter. You can do whatever you want. Right. right? So being at the meter with a scope wasn't a big deal. Um, and then coming back with some, with some electronics dangling out wasn't a big deal either. Um, <laughs> and actually, at the end, at the end of the I research, I, I, I refined it. <laughs> What's that? I could just see <laughs> your G hanging out of <laughs> Yeah, well, that's the... Big you know, and, and what we joked about in the presentation is, is somebody asked, well, what if, you know, what, if, um, what if someone comes up to you and you just say, oh, you're working on an art project? Because <laughs> that's you know right. that's like val that's a valid answer for anything in San Francisco. <laughs> uh, other cities might not be so friendly. You know, like Boston, you'd probably end up in jail and not get out. <laughs> right. You have a jail without you know you'd be in jail without a, a trial for five years or something because they're so uptight over there. I imagine New York <laughs> would like be the same sensitive, way. Sensitive Puritans. Yeah, as long uh, as you fake your MIT creds and you're just like, no, I'm bringing it back to work and sit yeah, in the lab with Zaz, it's all that, good. Man. You know? I mean, the MIT, the MIT is getting killed more than anybody else over there. Yeah. You know, it's like with um, that, that girl, I don't know her star, but she was at the, the um, went to Logan Airport in Boston to pick up a friend and she had a t-shirt on with like a prototype board with a bunch of electronics yeah. and LEDs blinking. Yeah, and she got totally owned. <laughs> And, um, you know, they, they, they arrested her. So, and then, the, you know, that stupid, um, what was that adult swim thing with the, oh, the, the Moon Knights, the Moon Knights yeah, LED Moon board. Knight, yeah. So, you know, Boston like got completely up. That was so fucking funny. Respond differently. And the city, San Francisco was very, very responsive when I met with them and they were. You know, Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We will return to our regularly scheduled program momentarily. Please stay tuned. We expect to resume normal broadcasting shortly. Be sure to stay tuned for Jeopardy! Sorry. 
sucks because we still have ghetto shit because we don't whore ourselves to sponsors, which is that nice because that, uh, well, that, that, that lets us kind of say whatever the hell we, we good want. Again? Okay. Um, well, at the same yeah, time, it's probably better that way. Yeah. Yeah. And people apparently that do get sponsors, um, get their asses kicked by kids in karate class. He had to go to the ER for it. What? Paul.com. There was a a tweet from one of the Paul.com guys that Paul actually got his ass kicked by somebody in karate class. (laughs) (laughs) Had to go to the ER. (laughs) I started laughing. I'm like, I hope he's okay, but that's fucking funny. Dude, you know what we need to do? We need to have the kid on the show. They should have a showdown again. I know. Like a we'll, rematch. We'll, dude, we'll bring him to DEFCON and we'll let him do like a sparring match. <laughs> they could do a demo. <laughs> we'll give them both sumo the costumes from, so Paul doesn't get Cobra hurt again. Kai? What's that? It's a kid from Cobra Kai. <laughs> yeah, he swept the leg. <laughs> Sweep the leg. Um, yeah, so, so, so questions. Back to hold on. I, I, <laughs> I want to pay someone the next time we go to AVN to just be like, exoticliability.com. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, they would, they would totally do it. <laughs> You'd even get a happy ending out of it. <laughs> well, well we, we talked about that. Have Have you ever seen or played with Core Impact? Uh, uh, no. So when 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 it actually the exploit is successful and it puts an agent on the machine, it says agent deployed. So we we always thought it would be really funny to go to AVN and pay somebody to take a facial, and as soon as it happened, <laughs> yell agent deployed. <laughs> That would work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I thought we could even get Core to sponsor that. Maybe. <laughs> they won't admit to it later, but they'll pay exactly. for it. <laughs> oh, shit. So anyway, yeah, um, back, to, back to question stuff. Uh, lots of, I mean, tons and tons of questions about the badge. So I, I, I'm not even bothering asking much about that other than telling you. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm laughing on the inside. Yeah, I mean, wow, <laughs> uh, that was surprising. <laughs> well, you can, um, you can, I don't know, read some of them out. Maybe there's, so basically, well, I can't so, really say anything, but here, <laughs> here, I'll give you what uh, people are wondering about. I'll give well, you, you, I'll you did give say something ones. on your, on your Twitter, on your Twitter about, um, about something you could get early to prepare for it. Yeah. So, um, I normally don't use Twitter, um, but, uh, Dark Tangent thought it would be sort of cool if I was like twittering about the DEF CON stuff so right. people would actually know that I'm working on it. So I started doing, you know, little uh, teasers and stuff, and it's, uh, I don't know. There's some stuff, I don't know, you know, I'm just trying to get people to realize, like, this is a hard-ass process to do. And right. it's not just, it's, I don't just sit around one weekend and, like, design something and then ask everybody to pay me money to, <laughs> to go manufacture it. Like, you know, it's a really, really hard thing to do. Yeah. So I think putting it out on Twitter is kind of fun, and it gets people excited, and you know, I'll leak. I'll leak some info once in a while. You know, some of it might be obvious, some of it might not be. Mm-hmm. And uh, people that are paying attention will, you know, maybe get a leg up for the for the badge hacking contest. So, so I, I'd like to hear about that. I mean, just about you know the kind of experience it is to create it because that's like the farthest thing from anything I know shit about. Yeah, it's um, it's hard. It's hard, but it's one of the it's one of the one of my favorite things that I do all year, um, mostly because. I get to, you know, use, I get to play around with, like, new technologies or technologies that we want to kind of show off. Um, Jeff Moss pays for it, uh, which, which, <laughs> which is Which is the only so, thing in know, the world that Jeff actually pays for. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I, love working, I love working with them, you know, all, all the guys over at that time and stuff, but it's just, I, you know, I get to play around with new things on someone else's dime, 
and we get to end up creating something that's, you know, even though it's for a, you know, a one, one weekend conference or whatever, it's totally cool and it's a huge challenge and people can take the badges and use them after the conference and they're essentially little development boards. But the process is hard, you know, I mean, we, we start months and months in advance, contrary to popular belief, and we actually, we try to figure out, like, you know, what can we do? We think about every aspect of it, because even though the badge is really cool, there's a lot of people at DEF CON that don't give a shit about it, right? Like, right. They, just want, they just want something they can wear to get into the conference and do other stuff, and that's totally understandable. So we need to take that into account, and we can't have everybody wearing a gigantic, you know, the circuit board's recently been pretty huge, but, you know, we can't yeah. have really, really big things. We can't have things that are sort of impeding on, on or just interfering with the conference, and everyone out there is going to laugh, haha, because the past two years, you know, people have had to stand in line for, for the badges because they've arrived the day of the conference, right? Um, thanks to some Chinese customs. But there is, we try God to we try China. to plan for every single thing, and we really try to think about okay, for the ninety ninety five percent of the people out there that just want to wear a badge, what can we do that's still cool and still you know shows off DefCon, right? And then for the other people that want to actually hack the badge and take advantage of the electronics. What can we do that's totally killer, that hasn't been done before, that's exciting, um, but not overly complicated because they only have the weekend to hack on it. So there's a lot of things, and we, we talk about that, and after, after some meetings, I put together a little proposal, of, a little block diagram of you know, what I think the circuitry could look like. Price is, is huge. You know, we try to keep the cost down as low as possible because we're making 6,700 6, badges, sometimes, sometimes more, sometimes less, but many, many thousands of badges. So if you have you know, even a penny or two, that that adds up. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you know that could be spent on who knows you know who knows what else for the con. Um, you know, I, I was able to save thirty cents on a battery holder this year, and that that's pretty big. So, you know, that money either is going to be spent on something else on the badge, or it's going to be spent on you know securing another room for a party, or who knows. Um, but you know, money doesn't money doesn't come free for the most part. Yeah. Except when I'm. You know, Except it, when you're working it's for still Jeff. money, but it's not mine, so it makes it a little more fun. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but you still gotta. I mean, you're you're, you're still, still pinching every every piece that you can, and that I every, think that yeah. that that's the hard part that I I think a lot of people don't understand is that you know there's there's only a certain budget to work with, and throwing a con is crazy hard and costs a shit ton of money on stupid stuff right. that you like never ever think of, and then like insurance, yeah, yeah, exactly, insurance, especially at DefCon. And uh, yeah. you know, and and then you're you're trying to do this crazy competition with making customized stuff, and like I can't even imagine how kind of stressful that part is, you know? Yeah, it's really stressful. I mean, this is a, you know, I I, re I I don't normally do manufacturing as part of my day to day job, right? Um, so this is the one time a year that I really have to deal with the manufacturing side as well. So you know, this isn't just a hobbyist project where you go and make a few or you make a hundred for your friends. We make 6,700 of them and they're manufactured in China and there's a test procedure and there's all of these protocols that need to be followed and shipping and dealing with customs. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's totally stressful because last year we had the badges done in May and we were like, we're so set, you know, this is, we're so early, you're all nothing's going to go wrong. And then, you know, parts, so there was um, one part got stuck in customs, yeah, we had the designs on the May. One part got stuck in customs, and we weren't actually to, we weren't able to even start manufacturing until like a week before DefCon. Oh man! And when everybody's relying on a badge, you know, whether it's a piece of circuitry or whether it's a you know plastic badge or whatever, you need those badges, and people are relying on those badges if they're you know contest or goon or vendor. Like you need something to to be able to differentiate between the different types of people. Right. So it's really it, it's it's really stressful. Um, but it's a lot of fun, and you know, people people seem to enjoy it. 
the ones that don't, there's always haters out there that are bitching about it and saying, <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's, it's so simple, or how come you don't do this, Whatever. or how come you don't do that? And like, why don't you embed you know, a web server? Well, people can complain all they want, but the the fact is, the fact is that the badge is hackable. They can modify it to do what they want. If they don't want to touch it, they can just wear it and, and not worry about it. Um, but you know, we try to do everything we can to make it make it something that is completely fucking awesome yeah. and that yeah. no one can compete with and nobody can duplicate. And yes, other conferences now are starting to do electronic badges, but none of them are like DEF CON. No, and and I agree. And, and, and like, huge props and thanks to you for all the years that I got to be the fucking douchebag just wearing it because I have no skill at trying to hack <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, well, but for you, busting your you ass anyway. to make it so that the people who do have some skills to do it have a challenge in front of them and, and don't just sit there in the corner and bitch about, you know, oh, well, I hack hardware right. shit. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's cool because it brings, you know, a little more tangible nature to a lot of the stuff that people end up talking about, which most of the time is kind of intangential and, and sort of, you know, like out in the ether, like, yeah, this works in theory in this cool little space that you really can't touch or feel or see. Right. You know, right. and it's it's cool, man. I mean, I, yeah. I totally appreciate your work going into it. Well, thank you. And, I, you know, I mean, everybody that enjoys it, it, it makes it worthwhile to me when, you know, people are like, dude, I love, you know, I love the badge or, you know, they say hi or whatever because, you know, I work on this all year and then the weekend is sort of, for me, I get to try and relax and see people enjoy it. Right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're work, we already have a base, kind of a base idea for what we're doing for next year's badge. Nice. Because it's, so, it's such, a, such a different type of thing that I need to start basically as soon as DEF CON this year is over. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, but, you know, from sort of the hack that for me, I like it because I'm tinkering with stuff. And yes, it's you know people go, oh, the DefCon badge is sort of like a project for Burning Man. You know, like <laughs> do it one time of the year. And it's like, well, come on, sort of, but not really, right? Because these things are full-on development boards. You can use them for other stuff. Yeah. But for me personally, for my for my growth, like I get to learn all sorts of shit along the way that I can use for all my other projects. Right. So it's you know for me, it's 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 a you know win-win or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I love it. It, it is definitely stressful, though, and, and Keely, my my wife, can attest to that. And <laughs> and actually, so can Ping, and so can Jeff. And it's you know, it's definitely, definitely not n- not to be taken lightly. Yeah. Um, but I enjoy it, and I think it's something that I'll, you know I'll continue to do as long as as long as we have support for it, and as long as Jeff you know wants to wants to do that. And eventually, maybe something else will take take over, or maybe somebody else will start doing them. Who knows? But for now, I like it. Right on. Well, cool. Um, I I have something else kind of that i wanted to ask you um but maybe it's not for the podcast i'll ask you anyway um so uh we do uh we're doing a conference in china and you should come out and teach hardware stuff and and meet new really neat chinese contacts (laughs) Um, if you pay money we can talk yeah yeah uh (laughs) at the very least it could be a, a paid trip for for you and your wife if 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 you can leave Don't if not um we may we may find a way to do so yeah let me let me know the dates and stuff off you know off the show or whatever but i think i mean i i, I would love to go back to china um, yeah. especially if you know depending on where it is i could even couple it with visits to, to some of the guys that i work with out there yeah it, it'll um, probably be in wuxi that's where we had it last year it was excalibur con um okay and it was really neat in things that I shouldn't say on the show in the event of people listening. But uh, y- you get to meet some people that you wouldn't have the ability to meet otherwise. That's right, probably right. the best I could say. <laughs> Which is always good for cons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, Yeah, keep, keep me in the loop. That would I will, be- for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll hit cool. you outside of this about it because uh, it, it's going to be pretty fun and, you know, 
last year FX and I and Nate Hamill and Wim and Ian and a, uh, a bunch of other people uh, and Jason all kind of took over Wushi and decided we were going to like take clubs over um, because clubs out there are like it's like a hundred dollars for a bottle of vodka in the club so so we would buy like 10 and they would just look at us like we were crazy and and from then on every time we walked in the club they'd be like oh, we love you come back in <laughs> um, oh that's cool yeah it was fun but um well i man i know that you have to go and because you you have to go back to real life um to real life is it too oh man it's already too close. i know because yeah. i wanted to ask you about if, if you have a second um Actually, about, you know, you can because I'm looking. I'm looking out the window, and my son is is asleep. Yes. So until he wakes up, I can sit on the phone. <laughs> I can write. Awesome. Um, <laughs> or until your C64 reboots again, and you can't record. Yeah, the show. when I, the next time the emulator dies, we'll 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 let you go. When my 8K of buffer space fills. Um, yeah. So, uh, what happened, and how did yours fuck up with the TV show? <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting for something about the TV I show. I just want to know how it fucked up because ours fucked up, and it apparently like hackers and TV really don't get along well. Good, go figure. Well, you know what it is. It, I, it's partially that because hackers have this mindset of questioning people, right? And it's like, why the fuck are you doing that? Or you know, why are you so stupid? Yeah. And and hackers want you know, it, it's hard to deal with idiots, and it's hard to deal with people, and you know. I'm sure there's a lot of smart people in, in TV, but I know there's a lot of really stupid people in, in television. That's a fact. And um, being, you know, being, come, being a real engineer and going on to a TV show where, where the production company doesn't understand engineering and their whole claim to fame is Mythbusters, just thinking they can throw a camera at something and you know, film an experiment, right. and then expect us on Prototype This, which was you know, four of us building prototypes of crazy projects. Yeah, like really fucking do, cool to, things. <laughs> yeah, to, to build... To build stuff from the ground up, including engineering design, in you know two weeks with a limited budget, is really really hard. Yeah. And it took it took a few months for the production company even to realize like oh, you know there's engineering you can't just build it. <laughs> and actually the best example of that when we first shot the pilot for the show, we had an, an associate producer on who was in charge of the schedule and mm. she would say okay you know today you're gonna today we're gonna film the entry scene we're gonna do an experiment we're gonna film you guys working and then we'll do a test or something right and um so she actually uh, aside a note to that is she she was bitching to to me and zaz one day basically saying that engineering engineering was not that hard and like digging ditches was harder than engineering and wow. that she gave up working on america's next top model to work on the pilot for Prototype This. And as soon as we heard that, because Zaz and I, turns out, you know, Zaz is the, the other hacker on the show, and he's more of a software guy, and we knew a lot of the same people. We didn't know each other before the show. But we were like, are you fucking kidding me? Dude. You know, and she, and she was like, well, yeah, you know, I, I left top model, and engineering's nothing. So whatever. What? She didn't really, she didn't get it. She was a, she was a total whore. I left um, top model to produce. Pro yeah. yeah, so it's too bad. Cause, hey, yeah, you know what, though? Top model lost a very, she lost, they lost a very important person. L listen, at um, the end of the day, it may be harder to take one in the can for six hours than it is to build a robot. I mean, it, depending on who you are, you know, I mean, I know I wouldn't last. Build, build a robot, puke a lot. You know, sticking your hand far enough down your throat. Can yeah, really so you can difficult. stay that skinny. Or doing it for the other models. Like, especially, I'm sorry, honey, you can't have that cheeseburger. Come here to mom. Especially once you make yourself throw up yeah. so much, you lose your gag um, reflex then you, you know. but, the but, but the best example is you know production not understanding is she was making the schedule for the pilot 
and we I go in one day and she's like, okay, here's what we're doing. You know, so in the morning we're gonna we're gonna film the finale of the show, you know, the whole payoff, and then later in the day we're gonna do some of the smaller tests. And I'm like, wait a second, like, we have huh? to first design everything. We can't do the we can't do the finale of the show until we build the project and test the project. She's like, what do you mean? Like she didn't get it. So <laughs> that was an extreme case, and it, it took she she ended up getting shit canned. Um, but it took a long time to get the process right to get the the producers to understand what engineering was about, and that was a fun challenge because it's you know we're trying to educate people right. um, that have no experience in that. So that was sort of fun. But it took a long time to get to that point. And then the production company still had to go and show footage to Discovery Channel. And Discovery Channel didn't understand engineering as well because they, they make TV. They don't make – they're not engineers. Yeah. Um, it took a while. And a lot of people working at Discovery and a lot of people working in TV in general um, are just very spineless from what I've seen. And nobody wants to take ownership of anything because they don't want to be responsible if it fails. And I, you know, I work by myself, and that's actually one of the reasons why I like working by myself because you you see that in any company, right? There's always right. somebody, like some manager somewhere that is in essentially in control of your career, who doesn't ever want to like you know he'll take credit for the good stuff and like point fingers for the bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then just scream and yell and bitch about the bad stuff. So, so yeah, and scream and yell and bitch. Yeah, so it was it was a lot of personalities, a lot of a lot of politics going on. Um, did, we did were you? able to film some really good stuff, and I'm really happy with what we ended up with. You know, it it took 18 months, and we filmed 13. So, um, over a million households per episode we're watching, according nice. to you know whatever Nielsen ratings, which are total crap. Um, but uh, you know we did we did pretty well given what we had to deal with. Um, w- you know, would I do TV again? Probably not, right. unless I was in control of the entire thing, which would be unlikely. So it it, it was a good experience That's to sort of share engineering with the masses and, and go through the process. But just dealing with people on a day to day basis of just complete incompetence about everything was just the most frustrating experience in the world yeah. so did, can, I, have did, to, I have to ask a question first yeah. how many times did you hear the, the phrase use that from your director yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well our, see, our producer our producer on the ground was awesome once once we had once we had the shake up and we had we had this cokehead producer for the first few months and he was literally a cokehead that was, was not even allowed he was having trouble getting into the United, the United States because of some prior arrest with drugs as far as Sa- I know Saz and I were talking about that the last time we were he came out to Denver and he was explaining some of that shit that's crazy yeah, but- he couldn't get insane. into the you, states. I mean, you could, like nobody would ever believe from watching the show. You would never be able to ever grasp how shitty it was behind the scenes. So this guy was a complete idiot. He ended up getting moved to another show, and then we had this guy John Tessier, who is one of my favorite people in the world. He's just amazing, and he didn't know anything about engineering, but he actually tried to learn about it. And uh, we're we're both from the East Coast. You know, I'm from Boston. He's from Rhode Island. So we hit it off right away. At just as far as that whole East Coast mentality, yeah. kind of you know, like fuck everybody, and um. So we got along really well, and he was pushing back really hard at the production company and at, at Discovery saying, look, we need to do these things. Not all of them got approved, and not all of them were understood, but he was at least fighting for us. So we had a lot of fun. It was still, the politics were hard, but he, you know, to his, his credit, he had to deal with a lot more than, than we did as individuals, because he had to deal with the company, and he had to deal with us. You know, we're all fucking prima donnas anyway. And, <laughs> right. Um, right. You know, I'd bitch about not getting, not getting food in the morning, which, you know, some people are like, oh, what a dick. But, you know, you, they call you in there at 6 a.m. to shoot something, Fucking and right. the camera guy forgets his battery, so then you have to wait, and you're like, Where the, you know, when do we get to eat breakfast? They're like, oh, you get to eat breakfast at noon. <clears throat> it's like, well, when do we get to eat lunch? They're like, oh, you're not eating lunch today. So it, it's just it's really hard, and they, you know, television in general, 
they treat talent like shit. You know, we all we were, we were just on-screen talent. That's, mm-hmm. what we were, that's what we referred to. They treat everybody like shit, the television networks do. You know, we're yeah. disposable. The television show is disposable. So it's right. really frustrating. It was sort of like working in a startup company, you know, where you have, but instead of VCs backing you, you have a big television network backing you. But you yeah. still have, you know, middle management, you have guys on the board that don't understand what you're doing. Well, and there's no payoff at the end where it's going to be like a lot of fucking money. Like, you get paid like shit, too. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what, yeah. like, most people don't understand. They're like, oh, you probably made some money from the show. I'm like, I got fucked. Like, <laughs> right, right. There's I probably no spent more money while I was on site doing shit, just yeah. trying to get the fuck away from them for an hour. <laughs> I had to buy enough yeah, gear. Yeah, for sure. We, you know, we were getting yeah. paid essentially. Essentially, as consultants, and we were getting a, we were getting a, a daily rate, and um, we weren't union, so we were getting less than union wage. So, right. for anybody who knows what union wages are, we were we were getting shit. And the only good thing is that for me, it was nice to have a kind of constant income for for a little while. Right. Um, but no, I mean, people go, oh, you were on TV, you could, you know, he's probably totally rich, and and you know, they had so much money on the show, they yeah. do whatever they want. But it's not like that at all. It's very it, it, it's. It's just it's actually ridiculous and, and idiotic, you know, about how how restricted everything is and how no, we're still how trying to get money. Badly they treat you. <laughs> yeah, we, we still owe money. On the other hand, yeah. on the other hand, it was great. Like we got to spend a lot of money. Yeah, you spend a lot of other people's cool money and, and like do shit and cool. buy a lot of extra components and right. um, you know try try things and and I'm not you know I'm not gonna lie, being on camera was awesome and having a camera in your face is cool and it makes you feel all awesome and like. Super important. <laughs> Even though you're not, it's just like you know when you get the camera filming you soldering. It's like finally someone's watching me solder. He's <laughs> <laughs> focusing on me soldering, and of course it's going to end up on the cutting room floor. But you right. know, somebody's paying attention to you for a few minutes, and then for like it was five sort of minutes. fun. Right. Um, working with Zaz was amazing. You know, like I, I met I met some people on the show that were really really great. We all got along pretty well, um, and uh, it was just fun. I mean, you know, we built stuff that I would never do on my own like giant boxing robots and demolition you know remote control demolition derby cars and uh, high tech firefighter oh, firefighter th- yeah. Yeah. Fire thing was fucking cool yeah just completely ridiculous project and that was the thing is that the show just wasn't really sustainable like if you look at a show like Mythbusters you go oh we're gonna bust myths and you go online to Snopes or whatever and, yeah, like, and there's have like a million, million myths that will last you forever yeah. but with, with this TV show our, our whole thing or at least you know what was handed down to us from Discovery is you got to build projects that are that are huge, that look great on TV, um, that are really cool, and that had never never been done before. And that's like, well, shit. How are we going to do that? You go to YouTube and you search for anything, and somebody's tried, you know, like pretty much yeah. anything once and put it on YouTube. Yeah. So, to, you know, we'd we'd um, come up with like 500 ideas, and 13 of them got approved for the for the season. Wow. And some of them were a stretch. You know, I mean, it's like we are shaping the future and doing all this stuff, but I don't know. Some of it was a stretch. It was fun, but definitely TV, you know, don't cry if you're never going to be on TV because yeah, you're not you're missing, not missing a that thing. much. No. Yeah, I... And yeah, and Chris, you know that. Well, yeah, both Brian and I and Luke, and it was, oh, yeah. it, was it was like, you know, uh, whatever. I, I got the notch in my belt, so, like, I, I think that's also funny because, and I don't know if you guys had experiences with this, like, I'm like, fuck this. I'm going back to my day job. Fuck you guys. I'm out. And then they're like, they have no idea how to deal with you because everyone else they deal with is like a whiny kiss ass whose ho- whole, life whole life has been around trying to get on, on fucking TV. And yeah. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm like, See, whatever. I'm that's, out. That's fuck exact, you. That's exactly right. Is none of us as real engineers, none of us ever wanted, at least I personally, and, and, and I'm pretty sure it's us as well. I don't know about the other guys, but I never intended to be on TV, right? Like, I'm an engineer, yeah. I'm a hacker, that's what I do. The fact that I was on the show was cool, and it was a notch on the belt, and it was a great experience, um, and I'm happy I did it, 
but yeah, you know, I, I could leave, and, and when they canceled the show, I was like, all right, you know, that was cool, thanks, and yeah. then I'd go back to doing what I do. But yeah, I mean, there was definitely, you know, people that wanted to, and, and there are people that want, their, their, their goal in life is to be a host of a TV show. Right. And yeah, they would, they would kiss ass. So I think dealing with, uh, uh, you know, we, we fought back a lot and pushed back a lot on Discovery about tech, mostly technical issues about, you know, we need to be able to review the show for technical content. So it doesn't look stupid. Yeah. Yeah. We need to make, we need to have a hand in the editing process so we can make sure that you guys cover the important aspects of the build. Um, as opposed to somebody who just wants to be a host who's going to you know, be completely whiny about other stuff. Right. They're like, I so, just you know, want it, another girl to give me coffee know, and a blowjob. I don't think they know? were expecting to deal with us as, as they did. Right. Yeah, I don't think our group was expecting us to be the same way either. Because um, we had the same – when they came back to us, like, what, six months after it aired, and they're like, yeah. oh, so-and-so wants to put the show on the air again. And we're like, so – <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, don't yeah, you want to yeah, be? Right, exactly. He's it's like, like no, wait, so you, you can be back your, on TV. I thought your show came out really cool, and like it actually. See, this now. This is the thing: is I know how TV is made, and I still I watched yours, and I thought your show was more exciting than our show because what? it's you know it, it it just seemed to it seemed to flow, and it was enjoyable to watch. And I thought it was cool, and you were showing off all sorts of technology and everything, and like I, to me, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and but of course, I, I don't know, you know. I, I can I can only guess on how it was behind the scenes, just like you guys can guess. Yeah, on how it was I mean, ours, but. It, it's I, I think it's exactly it the same fuck. clusterfuck where everything was screwed up constantly, and and there's there's got to be like know, ninety like, hours of footage of each of us somewhere yeah. hanging out that they didn't even bother right. looking at, you know, or there's like the. That hey, we're ready to go right now. They're like, you just got off the plane. I'm like, yeah, yeah. but I'm ready to go Let's right go. now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah. no, nah, you got to take two more days. <laughs> well, fuck two more days. Yeah. I'm gonna go steal shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we I think we just operate differently than most people. So it's like you know yeah. we want to do shit and and not wait. And then it was just yeah, it, it was definitely interesting though. And, like, you, know, you know, there was a lot of good benefits that came out of it when the show aired. I oh, yeah. all the time with people going, dude, engineering is awesome. You know, where can I go to school for it? And what, what can I, what website can I go to? How do I get yep, to it? Right. It's like, wow. Yeah. Crazy. I, people actually are, you know, they, they get excited about it, which is cool. I, I was surprised with ours that people started, like, Watching. listening when we're like, hey, you got to do red team testing. And they're like, nah, fuck that. And then, like, they saw some of it. They're like, cool. I can see kind of how that applies, you know, real world. Um, right, right. I'm still but, pissed they wouldn't let us do the helicopter. I know, dude. We they, had a, we had a uh, we had a, a helicopter company uh, approach the show, and they wanted us to steal their prototype helicopter that they were about to release. And it was like some crazy and flew it ran on, on unleaded yeah, it ran on fuel gas. off the gas pump, and it would park in a parking space like a regular car spot. Whoa! And it was dope. <laughs> I was like, I want like that, that shit. And that, that was originally what the second episode was going to be, and I think it was a court came back and like, no, 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 that's too much like stealing a car. And I'm like, what? and we're all like, fuck you, helicopter. It's a helicopter, not a car. A car with a rotor on it. Yeah, it flies. <laughs> a car that flies. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, no, it's yeah, that's well, a, yeah. It seems like TV is a lot like that, right? It's like, oh, that's too close to flying to flying car, like. You know, we couldn't do certain things because it was too close to what Mythbusters does. Right. right. Come on, it's a different. It's a different it's show. Completely different, people, different. different process. Right. But well, it's because they know, were we producing can't have a remote control car because Mythbusters remote controlled a car type of thing. <laughs> it's because they were already going to do the uh, that other show that comes on after Mythbusters or whatever. They blow shit up. It's like Mythbusters with explosions. Have you ever seen that, it? Um, I don't know if it's still Smash on or Lab, not. Smash Lab. Yeah, Smash Lab. Oh yeah, that one. That one got horrible, horrible reviews. It that's off the air, but if you go online, they get slammed 
just re- repeatedly. Really? Still. Like, if I was on that show, I would just cry. I would cry myself <laughs> to sleep every night. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure they had to deal with the same sort of crap that we did. Uh, I'm yeah, sure they did. Unfortunate. Like, they, they, they must not have fought back enough because it, it's just a really crappy show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And actually, yeah, you know, one, one more example I just thought of. When we first started doing the show, the producers were like, we were trying to come up with ideas for the show. And they're like, oh, can you do, like, x-ray glasses or, like, a personal force field? <laughs> personal force field. <laughs> or, like, we're like, um... And they're like, oh, yeah, it has to be done in two weeks, and it has to work the first time. <laughs> and it can only cost $100. <laughs> yeah, and, it can, and our budget was like $10,000, which is which is not a lot when you think Dude. about it for, for the stuff we built. And it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't force think we field. can build the personal force field. We can try. <laughs> Blow like, the oh, entire the season's time. budget for one one project. Yeah, I'm going to make really, really loud noises. Blow in the entire plugs. season's project with one. With, yeah, with yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, but whatever. At least DARPA I, would yeah, buy like it at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like being a grumpy, bitter old man sometimes, but it was definitely fun. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I it was. It was. It was worth it. But in the long run, I'll never do that again. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I will. Now without yeah. a lot of things different. Well, at least. Yeah. At least you get you get that kind of education by fire that you'd never oh, have yeah. any other way. Like I will never trust that asshole producer well, now again. A lot of people are. A lot of people are pirating our show, which is freaking awesome yeah that's the you know, shit like, yeah i actually had to i had to go to to, to BitTorrent to grab the hd versions of my show because i couldn't get them from discovery <laughs> so it's awesome like i have hd versions now and it's like um zaz and i both made these uh these lighted like a light box uh-huh. um mm-hmm. that has we took a, a piece of acrylic spray painted a black stuck it in the laser um the laser cutter that we have and etched out the info file that came with the first episode of the show that was pirated and put online. Nice. So it's, you know, it's like smack your sister presents prototype this. You know, one episode one, and it's like, ask, you know, ask the art of a, of a chick with huge tits. And, um, you know, release info description, like shout out, group notes, like we know who we are, we're, where we came from, and why we're here. Do you? And, uh, yeah, it's totally cool. So, uh, you know, I figure if someone if someone's taking the effort to copy our stuff, like that's totally cool. Yeah, and yeah. I'm I'm, to- I'm I'm happy with that because no, we don't get royalties from DVD sales or anything like that for anybody that's wondering. No. So we don't get shit. Well, I don't I don't think there's enough episodes of our show to even fill up a CD, much less a DVD. <laughs> so a CD, yeah. Um, Put it on a floppy. And we can fit it on like a cassette tape for the C64 for the TRS. <laughs> Just one more for the. T- um, <laughs> the show shows up in 8-bit graphics It's just a bunch of squares on the screen And you going Luke, get the fuck up here Stop sitting on there and doing fucking nothing You worthless bitch yeah. <laughs> I was hungry I told you to feed Sorry. me <laughs> Yeah The Joe's just go. Where can I get a fucking sandwich? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is That's wrong shit. with you and people? I'm every, hungry That was every day Like, I, you know I like eating, and I like I like being able to eat. And we were filming on an island, like we were filming on Treasure Island in San Francisco. Oh yeah, right. And that's like an an old Navy base that's mm-hmm. been converted into. There's some housing there, and like um, a uh, a Job Corps like uh, work program. Uh, but there is there is sh- like shit. I mean, you're completely in the middle of the San Francisco Bay, and there was nothing for a long time. And there was a little convenience store and a little restaurant that came up, but like. There was no fucking food on that place. If you if you weren't prepared, you know, if you weren't a Boy Scout and like brought your food in advance and thought about what you're going to eat for the week, you were totally screwed. <laughs> so, did you guys get food on your show? We, we did. We did. Dude, we, we had, had a, a we had a coffee bitch. Yeah, we like had a, a no. We had, we had a or something. we had a coffee bitch on the second show. The first show <clears> they didn't really. 
No. Well, the first time we went out to shoot that, what did, what did they call it? The presentation? Yeah. I that was know, pilot, shit. The pilot presentation. Yeah, the, the pre-pilot. Um, <laughs> fucking jerk that, off. That, that didn't go over so well. Um, I tried to kill the producer. A couple, <laughs> couple times. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, Liz and Pyro grabbed me halfway across the table at, like, a nice Indian restaurant in La Jolla, and I had, like, a fork in my hand. Yeah. And I was going <laughs> to fucking attack him. No, I he, was, like, done with it. He told he told the client what we were, uh, part of what we were going to do, and he wasn't supposed to. You know, like, we had agreed, like, you don't tell the client oh, anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he's sitting across the table from Chris, and he's like, yeah, so I told him this and this and this. And Chris just looks at him, he starts turning redder and redder as the guy's, you know, talking and then, and then he did the fucking and use i'm watching that. and we were already not happy with him because he kept saying the use that shit and we it was like, like, yeah, yeah, a long yeah, use day that, use that just just say that when you're on the show tomorrow and, and i'm like don't so fucking say it again chris I'm not decided working. to use the knife instead of using that or use a fork <laughs> it's a fork and uh and lunged over the table at him it's <laughs> like we gotta go. Let's go. Let's go right now. We're walking. We're going for a Dude, walk. You know what? After that, he fucking chilled out. He just did not talk to me the same way yeah. anymore. It helped. He didn't talk were to you. you. Portrayed, were you, and you were portrayed all right on the show. So he I, didn't like have some vendetta against you. I don't know. I I think they just like they Honestly, they turned they me to be like arrogant dick. A you lot. were an arrogant prick on that show. But I wasn't. I mean, actually, yeah. Well, no, not in the so not, not I mean, filming. Like, but that's the way you came across. I know. Just like when the, when the first cut came out, who was I think it was Timmy, one yeah. of our friends Tim and his wife, they were watching like the the pre 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 release of the the, the first episode, like a, like a rough, rough the cut. ultra yeah like an ultra boot, rough, rough cut, and and his wife sitting there watching it with him, and she's like, so is Luke just kind of like Chris and Ryan's bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's how it was with our show too, because you know they. TV need TV people need to put you. They need to pigeonhole you. They need to so cast they, you out. Yeah. What they say, like the stupid audience can understand what each person does. Yeah, yeah. you need to fit an archetype. You have yeah, to make sure the yeah. people in Kansas know who you are. <laughs> like, so luckily it was easy for me to be like a goofy, awkward nerd because <laughs> that's how I am, and it was fun <laughs> to actually do that on screen. Well, it's supposed to be a reality <laughs> show, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh man. That's, oh god, that show. Yeah, whatever. Fucking yay TV. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, well I, I I thought it was a cool show, um, but I think I think your show had the same like, problem ours would have if we had gone past two episodes. We we would have run out of shit to do. Yeah, and that's why a lot of a lot of shows fail is because they they're too ambitious to start with, um, or it's just do, you know it doesn't. There's not a, it's just something that isn't sustainable. Yeah, um, I, we could we could have done a different I, style. I think I think Mudge needs to refund Joe's show and then they can just build fucking <laughs> with crazy DARPA money? government DARPA money <laughs> projects. Well, you know, actually, you know what it should be is Mudge should just fund me. Yes. And then I, I, I'll just keep the money. So, we'll so hey, I, like, I, I have... Kingpin this. I, I, have, I have a question about that. So, as far as what you do, I don't think a lot of people know what you do outside of making a DEF CON badge. Right, right. Yeah, everyone's like, oh, you do the DEF CON badge, cool. Yeah, yeah I do more than that. Yeah, so... So tell people uh, real quick if you have another second, like what you do and why and how to get a hold of you for it. Um, okay, so let's see. What do I do? <laughs> I, I I basically I invent things. I design I design products, mostly consumer electronic products and hobbyist modules, and I license those to companies and they manufacture them and pay me money. So I don't really do a lot of consulting work. Um, you know, being a media whore doesn't benefit me at all, other than being able to see my name on a web page. I don't have clients running to me and saying, hey, I saw you on CNN. Can I hire you? Um, so, you know, I just like being a media whore. Uh, but, you know, I'm an electrical engineer. I design products, and then once in a while I break products. 
So I get to see both sides. I get to understand it from the hacking side and from the design side. And I've been in the I've been in the, the computer or in the hacker community for a lot longer than I've pretty much been anything else other than a, a, a you know having a, a human being alive. Well, yeah, you, you were you were. <laughs> I say, I, I've been involved. You know, since I was seven years old, I've been on bulletin board systems and and whatever. So it, you know, this is this is what I do. It's my life, and I I design shit, I break shit, and uh, and I give talks about it. Cool. Yeah, you you said you were seventeen. That's that's around the same time that well, you you were the officially the youngest loft member by a fair amount, right? Yeah, the the other guys. Um, I was I was around sixteen um, at the loft, and when we started, and uh, the other guys were like six years older. So for me, it was a, a huge, hugely important part of my life, um, mainly because I you know it kept me out of trouble and, and made me realize like oh I can I can you know use my skills. For good. And use my knowledge in a way that can benefit people, or you know, at least not get in trouble for it. And uh, it was just awesome to be around guys that were older and had you know a, a little more of a level head. And we all had our different skills, and and you know we helped shape the security industry. And we were you know doing stuff with with full disclosure way earlier than anybody else. And we were you know taking the brunt of the damage for it, but we were also helping shape it. And uh, you know we were we were sort of hard headed about what we were doing, and it was like some of the best some of the best times in my life were, you know, stuff we did at the loft. Now, did you go over to At Stake with the rest of them, or was that when you went off and started your no, own No, I did, yeah. So okay. from, 90, from 92 until 2000, I was part of the loft. <laughs> and then um, when we started At Stake, uh, all of us went over. There, so actually, at that point, the loft, for the core loft was seven, and then we, we had um, Dildog and Silly came on towards the end, Silicosis. So I think it was eight, it might have been eight of us at the time. Um, when we went over to At Stake, and we were like the research group at At Stake, and it was all totally awesome. You know, it was in, in 2000, the dot-com, mm. the bubble, I think, had, had, I don't remember if it had popped yet. No, it was, was like getting, the, it was was getting the there. <laughs> yeah, it was getting there. So, you know, we were VC-backed. It was great. We had money. We had, we had a, a snack bin and a refrigerator and, like, you know, it was a <laughs> clean office space. It was a huge difference from the loft. And the, the way we justified it is we were able to, you know, do what we did at the loft but now we were doing it full time, and we were getting paid right. to, you know, to do research and write advisories on whatever. And I got to still do hardware. And I, you know, we made it clear at the fr- at the at the front is like, look, we are not consultants. We want to do research, and that's what we did for a long time. Um, Space Rogue was the first casualty. He, yeah. I, you know, he saw the I think he saw the writing on the wall and sort of saw the bullshit behind the gloss of being in a startup right. uh, a lot earlier than we did. Um, so he got he he. he I don't exactly know the full story, but he he's gone. Um, the rest of us were, you know, we were pretty happy. I was basically, I, I was basically, you know, I had blinders on, and I didn't really give a shit about the politics of the company as long as they let me do what I wanted to do. Um, and you know, I was able to do some good research, but eventually, you know, um, things just started falling apart. And at least, you know, within the loss, Gasbake as a business and as a consulting firm and stuff, I guess it had done pretty well. And then they sold to Symantec, and you know, whatever stock we had was worthless. But um, <laughs> kind of like semantic uh, because, you know, because semantic doesn't hire apart. hackers, right? What's that? <laughs> because semantic. semantic doesn't hire hackers. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, semantic doesn't hire hackers. But, you know, there, we had a big, we had a big problem with that as well. Um, you know, when, when <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is your C sixty four dead? <laughs> no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's alive. It's it's still good. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I was going to say we had a problem with that at that stake because when we started the company, it was like, you know, damn straight we hire hackers because the loft was there and they were using our name to build up the at stake brand right. of, yes, we hire hackers. You know, there are good hackers out there. And that was, that was what we were really pushing for a while. 
But then, you know, once the once the buzz wore off, the tune started changing, and the executives and the VC started saying, "Well, you know, we're getting we're getting a lot of heat. We can't get into these large companies because they're afraid that you're hiring hackers." So, like, they totally changed the tune, and that that was pretty bullshit. Um, and there was actually a, a, a pretty publicized event when Fiber Optic came to interview with us. <laughs> and you know, most people I think would be like, "Cool, man, Fiber, he's still around. He's pretty smart. Let's yeah. you know, we should bring him on." And um, uh, of course, the people that interviewed him had no idea who he was and just looked at his resume. <laughs> and th- you know, some 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 somehow during the interview process, or I think they might have even like had a really good interview and then called him back later and been like, "Oh, sorry, we can't hire you because of your past or something." It's like what? You the jail. <laughs> you know, and like that was really shitty when wow. that happened because. People just, you know, it's sort of like, I don't know, people think that just because we were there that we had control of everything that was going on and we right. didn't. Right. But we were now, we were now just, just a few dudes in a larger company and we didn't have control of anything. So that was, a, that was a really, really big problem of, you know, now this company that was at first saying we hire hackers now saying, you know, we're not going to touch hackers. Right. Um, so there was definitely, it got a little shady and then um, it, was start, it was starting to fall apart internally. What was interesting is, you know, Brian Oblivion, which was one of my one of my closest uh, kind of mentors over there um, mm-hmm. at the loft and then at at stake. Um, he was doing a bunch of wireless research, and I don't exactly know why he ended up getting let go, but apparently, uh, Weld M- Mudge had to do it, but he had Weld do it. He was the acting manager or whatever. Oh yeah. Also, the other thing is you can't just bring in a bunch of hackers and, like, assign one to be an executive manager or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like, so right. guys, most guys that run companies are trained to run companies, and you can't just, just because you have the title doesn't mean you actually become that person. So, you know, we had Mudge as a VP, and I love Mudge, but he's not a VP. No. You know, and he, he, he he's not a VP, that's it. And then Weld started doing project management, and I love Weld, and he's not a project manager. <laughs> Man, you know, I can't even imagine now, that. He wasn't then. And to put somebody, you know, to put one friend in, in sort of in charge of all the other friends when yeah. we all used to be on equal footing, got a little bit strange. Yeah, that's... And um, yeah, so, and I, you know, when he... That. So he basically had the task of going to, to to let Brian Oblivion go. And the reason, as far as I know, was, oh, you know, we're not seeing a lot of traction in the wireless space. <laughs> so, you know, Brian, Brian, your research isn't really that, you know, very important. We're going to let you That's like, wait, good looking forward. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, you know, wireless like Wi-Fi networks and stuff were, you know, be, they were everywhere, but they were still fairly new. Yes. But come on, that's like completely ridiculous. Yeah, that's the old crystal ball fail. <laughs> yeah. So in two thousand three, two thousand two, I think it was April two thousand two, um, I ended up leaving because Brian Brian had been fired. Space Rogue was gone. It wasn't fun anymore. Mudge had his own office. Weld had his own office. You know, I was in the I was in the lab. They tried to have me do some consulting. I I said no and i just you know it wasn't fun and i'm not going to do something if it's not fun even if someone's paying me a lot of money to do it i'm just not that kind of person so um so i ended up splitting and it was one of the best decisions of my life and that's when i started grand idea studio which is the company of just me and realizing i learned a lot from that experience as far as how companies are run and how not to run companies and uh you know it was another notch in the belt just like the tv show and um you know, it's something that it was it was great, and, and you know, the loft was a life changing experience that I would never have done anything different. And I'm glad that we ended up, you know, selling selling out to start at stake because that was a great experience, and it made me a lot wiser. And it you know taught me some things about about friends, and it taught me some things about people, and just about life and business in general that ha- have been really useful. Yep. Uh, so you know, it it was good, and I st- I'm in touch with with those guys again. 
Um, yeah, I, just not not on the same level, I think, as we were before. Right. No, I thought it was actually really cool that I know Mudge and Weld and Dill and, and I believe you were involved some. I know Space Rogue is kind of reformed the loft again, or at least you know put the website back up and. Yeah, the, the site's back up. We have a mailing list, and, and we talk once in a while. Um, but you know, we were we were a very very close knit group, and there was you know seven of us in this place, and I you know I. I, those are my formative years, and I was growing up in this environment that was uh, like nothing else in the world. Right. And now you have, you know, you have hacker spaces now of groups of people, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same. It like when we lost. were doing it, you were basically becoming, you were, you were a hacker at your own risk, right? It wasn't a cool thing really yep. to be. You were pissing off a lot of people, and you were taking a lot of risk by being this public-facing group that was basically saying, your product sucks, your product sucks, you know, look, we're, we're speaking in Senate, you know, or whatever. Like, all of this stuff we were doing, a lot of people within the community were pissed off, and a lot of people outside the community were pissed off. It's a lot different these days, and, you know, people that, are, that were not around then, I think it's, it's a hard thing to comprehend, just like it's a hard thing to comprehend, like, oh, we had to use acoustic coupler modems, you know, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. and, like, I had to switch from wow, 300 to 900 turbo like, what? <laughs> You had to wait, you know, you had to wait 10 minutes to print out your ASCII porn of, of a naked lady <laughs> that you can hang on your wall. 10 minutes, so, you, you got you know, Dude, he, might, he, had the, he had the turbo 900 baud rate where it, like, it started at 300 and you can hit the little turbo, turbo. switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a totally different time. Um, I, don't, I don't know where I'm going with it, but it was... <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> it was it was very fun and it was very different, um, but yeah. You know, so we're back together. We're sort of talking. Dill Dog awesome. is doing his thing with Veracode with Weld and right. Mudge has you know officially become the man, I guess at this point. But <laughs> right. you know we're not as I, I, I would say we're we're definitely not as close as we were before. You know we're not yeah. all local. We're we're not all together. We don't see each other every week. Um, everybody has their own lives, and you know that was a that was a time and, and we've moved on. And you know luckily I've been able to stay involved in the community a little bit. And do some security stuff still, and like the same the same stuff I talked about at the loft, you know, years and years ago is still 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 applies as far as hardware security sucking. Um, but it, you know, it, it was I, I miss those times, and you know, it was just a special time, and I I really do miss it. But I'm also really happy of where I am now, and I, I wouldn't go back, but I wouldn't have changed anything either. Cool, that's cool. Well, dude, thank you for for coming on i mean i could hang out spending and an hour and a half day. with us yeah i mean i could chill <laughs> yeah, and bullshit with you all the time um, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to do it again when when you upgrade your c64 to have more memory yeah you know next, next, next week we're gonna have a 386 <laughs> or, or we're gonna get the math coprocessor for the 286 the, the dx <laughs> with the plug-in <laughs> that's the shit Dude. yeah i hope people enjoy it and maybe maybe they'll you know take something from it i don't know what but maybe <laughs> you know what i i think that a history lesson you know more more and more people need to get you know involved in the hardware scene to kind of even themselves out because uh i i think people tend to kind of get so rat holed in one thing whether it's like the yeah. cool appsec thing or network stuff or whatever that you know they they forget that there's all these other things out there to play with and by by messing with something that's kind of out of your normal comfort zone you get to learn even more about the shit that you are comfortable with that's right and you can only write buffer overflows for so long fucking right you know, it's, well, like, it's you lasted a damn long time and, so far <laughs> and you know hardware is one of those things where yes there's certain aspects of it that you need specialized tools and you need scopes and soldering irons and whatever but for a lot of guys that are pure software guys if you can just get access to firmware on the device, for example, you know most most electronic devices have micro microcontrollers on them. They're essentially just general-purpose computers running some specialized code. 
right? So you get access to that firmware, you reverse engineer that firmware with the same tools that you're using to reverse engineer whatever else you have, you know, executables on a machine. And then you can, you can start hacking on, on hardware and hacking on embedded systems in the same way that you would basically hack on a, on a regular machine. So you could do a lot. You reverse engineer the firmware, figure out how it works, add Trojan, that, you know, do whatever you want, um, learn a lot about the system that way. So it, there is this entry, entry point for people that want to hack on it um, that are more like software-based. Yep. Yep. Cool. So cool. Yeah, if All people right, have questions or whatever, just email me or uh, Where should they email? Know, find me. Or should uh, they just, Joe is, is at, that the, the phone? Yeah, now all the spammers can go and, and spam me, but it's um, <laughs> joe at grandideastudio.com. Cool, cool. Right on. Yeah. Well, thank you again, brother. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely you. owe you a drink when I see you next. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And so, when will that be? Death Con? Uh, uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, are, are we, we, we going to do another uh, ridiculous pyramid again? Because that was freaking awesome. <laughs> Oh, dude, yeah, man. Dude, that, that was, was like, like the best. That, that was the best part of Defcon. I had there. so much had fun so at much that. Fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it was rigged though, because because was it your first category like electronic components? Yeah, it was awesome. I totally oh. rocked. Yeah. <laughs> then I got killed when it was like anything like TCP/IP or something was in, like port name, port numbers or something, and I got totally killed. <laughs> well, I don't know <laughs> shit about microcontrollers, and that's what fucking Lost and I got. Yeah. Like fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, that's right. This sucks. Yeah, so Def Defcon, and yeah, we got to do the pyramid. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again for spending so much time with us. I really appreciate it. All right. No All problem. Right, Thanks for having me on. I'll talk to you guys later. All right, later, man. Bye, Joe. Right, All right, bye. Bye. That was really cool. That was awesome. Talk to us for that long. I'm. <laughs> Sorry that you guys missed all that, but that was fucking cool. That's okay. You get to hear it on Monday. <laughs> yeah. um, where, where are we at? We're like an hour and a half or something. So should we just go for the full double episode? Yeah, 50? double episode. Fuck it. Double episode fifty. That's what we're doing. Um, it's like the double stuff. And you know what? It's probably good too. <laughs> somebody, because, go ahead and answer. Oh, somebody call. Go call. Ah, uh, you missed. You missed Joe. What's up? Hey, what's up? This is uh, this is Jason. Hey, hey, what's going on? Hey, Alex. Hey, hey, guys, hey Addicts. What's up? We're, uh, we're, we're, we're having fun um, double finishing double talking to Joe. And, uh, du- yeah, doing a double stuff for 50. <laughs> your, your chat channels are, uh, are pretty entertaining. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I meant to say that. I was sitting watching the, the chat channel on the Ustream thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was amusing watching the two of them try to like fucking hack the shit out of the IRC channel. You're like, oh, it filters this. I wonder if I try Unicode, if I can get past it. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking awesome. That was cool. So how are you doing, man? I'm I'm doing good. I just uh you know, I hadn't called in yet and I figured, you know, you guys were working with Mike all the time, so I call and say what's up. Yeah, it's one of those lazy Saturdays, but uh but I also wanted to uh tell Mike he's doing a good job and stuff like that, even though you guys berate him enough. Oh, you know, oh I kinda wanted to get slapped oh. on the air and it hasn't happened yet. Hold on, I'm gonna give my hand up real quick. <laughs> 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 okay. He's a he's a three pop. He didn't grow up with bod modems like we did. <laughs> he's a fucking high speed internet streaming guy. video. Yeah, and by streaming, I mean streaming. streaming. <laughs> Sorry. Wow. With someone said, start doing shots for every call that comes in. Fuck. That'd be awesome. I would be like, it would be an, it would be an episode of you and I just sitting here doing shots, and about halfway through. It'd be like a puke and rally part where everyone decided that they would stop giving us shots because they'd be like, that's fucked up. We're going to kill one of them. 
And the one that went down would be Everybody Licks. was pretty excited about the Nerd Thunderdome thing. Are we still going to do that or what? Oh, oh dude. We, need to, we do need to do well, that. Well, so I'm, I'm going to release the CFP for B-Sides Vegas next week. Okay. Um, okay. And in uh, that, are you gonna? I'm gonna put in a nerd outdoor nerd Thunderdome. So we're gonna do a nerd Thunderdome at B sides instead at of at B sides. Okay. Do you, oh, okay. Because I have insurance and it's yeah. a private house, so I mean, technically, you can get into a fight in the backyard and it's okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering, maybe we want to play friendly and and, and give that. <laughs> Play friendly. <laughs> Never mind. What are you talking about? Like, you fucking high? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not talking about a fucking thing. God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm working on it, man. We're, we're, we're going to try and get it get it to go, because I think that'd be just hysterical. Uh, we need to well, get... I mean, I can, I can see guys like, like Chris Gates, and, you know, there's some big guys that, you know, it would, it would be pretty funny. Yeah. I think it'd be fun to get think, all the little, like, the, the MMA dudes and have, like, Bubix fight Jeremiah. And yeah. you know, yeah. Mubix versus Dis. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> that'd be bad. Versus Jericho, or uh, let's see, who else could we do? Oh, we could do Ian versus like anybody yeah. except Ian might actually kill the person. <laughs> I didn't mean to. It just kind of a knee-jerk <laughs> reaction to snap his neck. <laughs> he came at me with a foam sword. I just grabbed it. I think we should just have everybody get in little groups. Where like, all right, your appsec people, your network people, these are physical security people, and then management teams, and just and just <laughs> notice how there's no social engineering group. Play play Red Rover and just be like, you know, just pick one group to fight another group, and they have to like push someone forward, and you get like ten people in each group. So then like it becomes like kind of a chess game because you get somebody who can really fight. Someone just suggested Pyro versus Captain Crunch. Oh my god. <laughs> But Pyro has to be ass naked. <laughs> He's too old for Captain Crunch. He's over 21. That's fucked. Oh, boy. <laughs> See what you start? We had this nice, clean podcast in the beginning. Yeah, and we you were gotta call that in. security for the we last We were talking about fucking half, security and hardware shit. Now it's like Back fucking, fucking strippers. And, and strippers. Yeah. Although we did, Joe was talking about but strippers. That wasn't with recorded us. while we were doing it. Fuck, man. Remember? <laughs> That's we were so all funny. like, yeah, Fuck "Your guys' side of that conversation uh, when it cut out was was pretty hilarious." <laughs> so, how bad did it look when the computer rebooted and fucking blew out our ears? You, you almost fell off your chair, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty fucking loud. God damn, dude, that was. Uh, yeah, I thought about that one. Nickerson really versus loud. Mitnick. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that'd be the shit. I, I I thought about that one. We could go like only the strong and like. Put our hands in glass. <laughs> sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. No, I was I was super psyched that the uh, the pillow fight that was supposed to go on last uh, last time. My my girlfriend was supposed to be at it, but yeah, you know, kind of fell through a little bit. Yeah, well, hoping that they get it back together this year. See, uh, again, yet more stuff we have to have at B sides because. We we can force that thing to happen. Like I'd be like, hey, guess what's happening right now? Fucking everything else is locked off. I don't know off. who these girls Nothing are, but do. we paid them twenty bucks a piece to smack each other pillows. There you go. That one you has know, a tail. No, no, no. That's yeah. a dildo hanging out of her ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's the, weird. That's we're all set up. We we actually wandered around Vegas together as a group for a little while, trying to find the venue for it. But uh, but the ninja party was so freaking crowded that there was just no room for all these really hot girls to hit each other's pillows for the EFF. So yet, I, yet again, I think we need to do it at the house because we can control all those areas. 
Yeah. You know, we can go like, hey, guess what? Here's a full room that no one's allowed to be in except for, like, watching. <laughs> no. Oh, we need to can get, Can we do like, it in the pool? Like, a pillow fight in the pool? Yeah, because they'd get heavy and people would start getting, <laughs> start getting hurt. <laughs> Oh, we could, I no, think we, at that point we'd actually have to use strippers because none of I no, couldn't do that foam, to any of our friends. Foam weenie fight. Those little like oh, the noodles, floaty the noodle noodles. Things. Yeah, because those don't hurt, but they make the really great noises. Like you, like it sounds like you're beating the crap out of somebody, so, but it, like barely feels it. So if they're like JJ and a bunch of girls in the pool with noodles and see what happens. <laughs> the, the security wet noodle fight. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh boy. And then we'll have like anybody wants to jump into the big iron like dome. We need to get like a dome made of rebar. Dude, this is seriously going to it's this, like This sounds like Burning Man and not Defcon. Forget no, Burning yeah, Man. This is awesome. going to be like like fucking from dusk till dawn Mexico edition. Like it's going to be a bunch of steaks and shit. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Everybody's drinking party, you drive blood and tequila and fuck. Can we what invite, are you doing? Can we invite Cheech? Security conference. Fuck it. <laughs> and he's like, they got Cheech. chicken pussies, dog pussies, <laughs> smelly pussies, chicken exploits. <laughs> <laughs> can you buy a exploit for a penny? <laughs> if you can't fuck it, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm it's, not. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> By the way, I haven't God supped a whole it. lot this week, so... Yeah. I was behaving when I Joe think, was I think on the phone. I think, think of when anyone to Mexico, too. It's from Death Till Dawn. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> That's fucked. Well, thank roll. you for the awesome ideas. Yeah, I think we're going to have to get, talk to JJ, because we need to talk about coming on the show anyway. Oh, we're supposed to talk to... um, Who? Oh, my God. You forgot her Chicago. name. Chicago. Lee. Hollow. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, about yeah. the same thing. We didn't. Well, we didn't have a way to call two people at once. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> next time we're, we're gonna have to have Leon because she wants to be on the show with us because she's actually like smart, unlike us, and, and can, put up with can talk about security, unlike us, and, and could put up with us. Not. Yeah. Being smart. She already knows we're fucking misogynists <laughs> or whatever the fuck we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's no, she's, she's, very she's cool. awesome. She's very um, cool. And she'll probably, you know, and there's there's great things that we could like push her on to get really pissed about. Well, and she would probably go in the pool with a wet noodle. Yeah, she would house people. I think she would. Well, like she like would her tiny, that kick tiny little girl would just whip the shit out of everybody. Yeah, she's she's super good at, at making people do things. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, <laughs> organize things really well. <laughs> well, there you it. go. We're gonna make her organize organize the female wet noodle fight. The security <laughs> wet noodle for the EFF. Wet yes. noodle for the EFF. Oh damn, marketing! I mean, I should, I should just go work for a fucking marketing company. Really, gosh, you work for Core. You know what? Dip your noodle in the pool. Yes, yeah. I'm not. I'm not even gonna go for that. I'm not even gonna talk about that. Oh, uh, so uh, hey, what else? Is going so I was on? thinking when you, we were talking about. I don't know if we recorded that part or not, but we were talking about the whole like Core soundbite, and we wanted to go to AVN and and get the. Uh, we were talking with Joe about, you know, having somebody do a facial and, you know, bam, agent deployed. We could videotape it and also <laughs> sell it to that'smyface.com. <laughs> we get double use out of it. That's a, 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 <laughs> get a free copy of Core oh my God. and a free doll from that. My, that's my face. And a free doll. <laughs> that could make the exotic liability you can, uh, dolls. You can have to do a soundbite and just, like, remix that shit up. 
<laughs> Dude. They can make a, a, a licks bobblehead. I'm not licking anything with a head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over all that. It, it was only during college. Experimental time. Well, hey, you know what? Except for that other time. Those years don't count. And yesterday, I was just <laughs> drunk. All I right. just wanted to get home. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to get a ride on the fucking bus, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah. Lix is now playing with the dog. The dog yeah. Be- Bella's like, please pet me. And, and he's like, go the fuck away. <laughs> and every time he pushes her, she thinks he's just petting her. <laughs> That's good. Uh, so what else is going on in your world? <laughs> Anything fun? Uh, Nothing much. I'm just working and, uh, you know, still still getting my uh, feet wet and, you know. But uh, but I'm working on a new project called, uh, you guys know Ryan Lynn, right? He did the uh, exploit yeah. stuff recently. Yeah. So I was at a fans conference uh, with Kevin Johnson and uh, and he was telling me about how, how Ryan was always like, you know, like, we'd go through the exercises and be like, this is awesome. That's my daughter in the background. <laughs> He's That's like, right. I, want, I want more ninja, you know? So... Uh, I'm trying to work with some people to get together. Uh, I'm ninja.com right now, and it's going to be similar to uh, vulnerabilityassessment.co.uk, but it's going to have a lot more rich media walkthroughs of all the tools that we use. Cool. Not just uh, you know, not just the normal stuff, but the tidbits that we can kind of give other people and give back to the community. So uh, doing that and just blogging and going to conferences, you know, normal stuff. Cool. And right what, on, what's, what's the URL again? Uh, it'll, it's not up yet, but, uh, when it goes up in the next month, it'll be, uh, I want more ninja.com. And then my blog is securityages.com and, you know, laser, laser post there too. So, okay. with whatever you guys call that dude. Oh, I don't know. Oh. Dick. Dick. <laughs> Dick works. Wow. Drunk. Kid. Twit. <laughs> Twat. He's an asshole, man. Cum dumpster. I... <laughs> I actually got to look at him. Cum dumpster. God, I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, that's been. I haven't called a girl that in a long time either. That's a. I mean, that's a great one though. Yeah, it's, you know, <laughs> if if you're looking for a way to not get laid, use that one. I don't know. Some people be like, "That's right." That's <laughs> true. <laughs> use it at AVN, you'll get laid. <laughs> yeah, they're all. Uh huh. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So we should just probably end this. Nah. No, I don't think so. I think we're we at about two hours. Talk about news stuff. All right, we're letting you go. I'm talking about new shit that's that's been going on, and because we have to talk <laughs> about RSA and what stuff that's gonna fucking suck, because RSA can eat my ass. <laughs> so because they don't nominate us for anything, because we're fucking useless. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for calling in, brother. <laughs> talk to you later, man. See you. Bye. So you want to talk about news, huh? Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at the RSA list to see if there's anything that's worth a shit. Um. Next. <laughs> next, and that's the news next. from Exact mm, Liability. Let's see. Uh, oh, EMC is talking about safety in the cloud by somebody who's never done security before because he's a vice president. Good for you. He could have um, been a vice president of yeah. uh, whatever that company was they bought. Microsoft making a safer and more trusted internet. Uh, good luck with that. Oh, that was their botnet kill. They were, they were yeah. bragging about that. They basically, <laughs> as you beat the dog, um, they, they basically killed like one specific botnet, cool. supposedly. Yeah. I'm like, well, that, that's good. It takes care of one. What about the other, you know, 50, 100? 
million. million. <laughs> the president and CEO of Semantic talking about defeating the enemy. How about talk about being the enemy, dick face? <laughs> I thought that was Google. Oh, hey, look at this. Howard Schmidt, White House Cybersecurity Coordinator. Mm. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Is it like the keynote? <laughs> yeah. These are all really? keynote guys. Yeah. Yeah, he's the 11 o'clock <sighs> keynote. I like how they have to have multiple keynotes because they're so fucking important. Um, One a day. No. No. Uh, three to five a day. Wow. Correct. One, a lot of two, people. three, four, five. There's five on Tuesday. Then Wednesday, uh, dealing with sophisticated threats in cyberspace without creating Big Brother. Um, yep. That's by somebody from Forbes magazine. <laughs> <laughs> with panelists from Epic, from the old Homeland Security, and Good Harbor Consulting. Um, all right. Epic. Fine. Totally cool. Glad Rottenberg is on the panel. Everyone else kind of don't give a shit about you. Um, How do you really feel? Qualys. Oh, look at that. Look. Look. Future of cloud computing. Our destiny is in the clouds. Yeah. Money is in the clouds. That's why you're talking about it there, bud. Uh, remarks from Secretary Janet Nipple, the Politano. Nipple, nipples. Nipples is talking. <laughs> Uh, that's good. It's good when you can make fun maybe, of somebody who's maybe. like, a, you know, state secretary of Homeland Security. Yeah. Maybe she could explain how the, how the Homeland Security Department lost like almost 300 weapons. Wouldn't you like to just go to that and ask these people questions? That would be like my like, one reason. Like, hey, the, the, hey, hey, quick question. How did, how did you train your guys to leave their fucking gun in a bathroom? Yeah. Or on oh, the so they back left of in a, the back of the taxi? Oh, oh that's fucking cute. You mean, you mean he was getting in his car, so he took his gun out, put it on top of the car, got in and drove off. <laughs> and then some gangbanger picked it up, shot a bunch of people with it, and it got confiscated by the cops. So you consider that a return? Oh! <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah. Actually, they were saying... Fucking cute. They were saying something like, it was TSA and another... an ICE. The border guys. It's just like a that, ba- it's like a bag racist they, they joke. Like there's a white guy, black guy. <laughs> they constitute like ninety percent of the lost weapons. Secret Service and uh, I don't remember who the other group was took over the rest of it. But it was like, the, oh, the Coast Guard. It was it was uh, Secret <laughs> the Service and the Coast Guard. They they had the other part of the major weapons lost. But the the Secret Service and Coast Guard supposedly would like report it really quick, and the other guys would take like three months to report. How, how did you walk around without a weapon when you're supposed to have a weapon without, like, reporting? <laughs> Doesn't your boss eventually go, hey, where's your gun? But no. No, apparently not for three months. Or DHS. Or you can apparently just get a new gun without actually returning the old one. Like, hey, I need another one of those things, please. The, 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 the shoot bullets. <laughs> what happened to the one we gave you? Oh, I have it. I just, uh, I scratched the paint I on it. I left it at home, and, and I need one today. It's kind of like my badge. My badge. I have my badge at home, too, so yes. can I get one of those? So, is that cool? Uh, I was at a, ba- I was at a, a bar. Um, this is why we're not nominated trying to for get our somebody. podcast. Yeah. Well, if their conference didn't suck dick, maybe it would help. That's why I go to B-Sides. How much go is, to B-Sides during RSA. RSA. Go to B-Sides. To go it's to. like $1,500 to listen to people talk about shit that doesn't make any sense. Wow. Now, gr- granted... This is the keynotes. I would, they, there I would are speakers this year. They have speakers this year that actually know what the fuck they're talking about, That's which good. is unbelievable because it's it's like an unprecedented year <laughs> for them to have people who actually have technology skills right. going and talking about things that are security and not just pitching fucking products 
under the guise of whatever is politically cool to talk about. Um, which is really, really, really nice. Uh, in comparison to just some of the fucking garbage. God, look at this. All right, Donahue, he's cool from Brown, talking about neural code and stuff like that. That that will be an awesome speech. If you're there on Wednesday uh, at 4.30, uh, he's a director of Brown Institute Brain Science. Now fucking how, how long is RSA? shit. Is it a whole week? Yeah. Because um, I know people are starting to get out there like Thursday. Yeah people, yeah, people were already there. Um, oh, come on, guys. I mean, yeah, Thursday, fucking, hey, IBM, PGP. PGP? IBM's going to talk about Executive PGP? Chairman of VeriSign. Will our you internet mean, ever yeah, be sorry. secure without trust? You mean AT&T? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. I didn't think there was a VeriSign anymore. Or did they only sell their, like, security consulting piece? They probably just, yeah. Only like, sold they, they pulled up PWC and only sold, like, the consulting arm of it. Because I remember when... <laughs> <laughs> Remember when PwC sold their guys to to IBM? They keep and then they rebuild and then they sell their guys to somebody else and then they rebuild it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good job. <clears throat> um, internet security guru and author Dr. Hubert Hugh Thompson has seen it all: hacked voting machines, airline computers, e-commerce vulnerabilities, and cell phone exploits. <sighs> <laughs> I just, I just, that Dr. was a very depressing. It's, it's just, I just feel like Doctor Dran sometimes. It's, it just hurts. How did you find my village? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Hickory smoke so crazy. <laughs> so what are we gonna start the episode with? Um, it has to be a Fifty Cent song oh, okay. because it's episode fifty. <laughs> okay. Um. I'm trying to look through Something some other. There, there are some some cool like tool talks. There are some cool fuzzer talks that are happening. Um, I'm trying to go through, and this is like just the first day. There's like 155 million talks, so it's like you need a fucking SQL database to figure out what the fuck you're gonna go to. Um, <laughs> or which is kind of good. There's an app for that. There is an app for that. <laughs> Show stacks talking about uh, some stuff, uh, talking about threat modeling, which may be fairly interesting. Uh, although, hopefully, they're not going to just, like, go over the Microsoft threat modeling tool stuff. It'll be, like, more logical. Like, how do you do it? Right. Um, what else is good in here? Some other neat shit. Uh, SAAS-based security solutions. Come on, cloud people. Fuck off. <laughs> um, Actually, something... Off's been- given, you know, prescri- perspectives on security of virtualization. That'll be fun because it'll be realistic. Um, instead of like all marketing bullshit. Oh, wait, you mean you mean when you actually use virtual machines, you still need security? No, no, you don't. Because I remember that sales guy was telling us how no, you don't have to actually secure your machine. Oh yeah, you, you don't have never, to because you could just <laughs> a you don't have to patch told, it anymore. A vendor told us you don't have to patch any single guest OS on a host as long as you use their product. I just had no idea what to what to say back. I just what was it, it like? was like a blank stare. I was just like, <laughs> he's like never fucking never serious. Again. Yeah, like, you don't really have fuck patches. It was, it was called like blue. Blue lane. Yeah. Get in the blue lane. Fucking, it's like the Kmart of patch management, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Patch management by never having to patch again. Yeah, it's, well, that's a way to manage it. Fucking don't Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, (laughs) I forgot about that guy. Wow. Um, so I think, uh, well, you heard about Weld and Dill are going to be there talking. I'm sure they will. Um, 
definitely go see them because they're really <clears throat> good speakers and they really know what they're talking about. I think we're nice not to come on the show. Um, yeah, we should get actually. Uh, we should try getting a hold of Mudge. Jeremiah's talking about top ten hacks of the year or web hacks of the year. Okay, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, Hoff's giving another dude. How many speeches are you giving? Hoff and Rich Mogul are giving a speech uh, on security Zen through disruptive innovation in cloud computing. Hmm. Interesting. In the cloud that thing. sounds fun. Well, I think that's probably how you get accepted to RSA. Talk about clouds. Yeah, well, you just have to figure out that who's, one looks like a bunny. Who's that spending the most? Like- <laughs> <laughs> this one looks like an elephant. Oh my god! <laughs> That'd be kind of funny. Oh actually. my god! It looks like a burning plane. Oh the no, Google- that is a burning <laughs> plane. <laughs> um. <laughs> the Google Cloud looks more like a bull, dude. Security and the Generation Gap by Bruce Schneier. It's Bruce just going, motherfucking I kids. Bruce, I thought Bruce was the Generation Gap. <laughs> Hair like a mainframe, shirt like it's the 80s. <laughs> and the ponytail. Hair like a mainframe. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I actually like what he has to say. I, I when do, he, I when do he's like in, When he's in his comfort zone, I, I think he's a fucking visionary, and he's very, yeah. very awesome. I agree. Um, when he gets out of his comfort zone, I, I think he pontificates on some shit he doesn't know anything about. Uh, but that's cool. Everybody's entitled to do whatever the fuck they want it's a shame everybody had to submit these speeches like so so long ago because no one's talking about like the whole uh, I, although well, actually you know what i saw you guys had a article about the security b-sides yeah uh it was in cso rise of the anti-conference yeah that's sweet that's a pretty the cool anti-con. looking I, I saw pictures of the location you guys are using out there that's pretty fucking neat it's pretty fun but the new one's gonna be even better the house in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Um, responsible disclosure. I would go to that because it's HD and Martin McKay and and a bunch of other people who fucking actually will talk about stuff versus be political the entire time. Just part of the time. Just part of the time. They're it just going to have it their it handlers Val. sitting. Val in the every front. now and then is going to go off a little bit. Well, Martin, Martin in HD. Oh, okay. Um, I figured Val was in there too with that list. I don't think Val is talking on the. Uh, uh, he just spoke at. Uh, well, he was in Black Hat DC. Uh, Black. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> that's cool. Josh Wright's talking about the Zigbee hacking, which is which is really really sweet. Um, Natasha's uh, Psychotronica speech is actually pretty good. He uh, he gave that at uh, at DefCon, at DefCon or Black Hat last year. Probably Black Hat. I can't remember. I think it may have been DEFCON. I don't know. Um, Aditka Sud. So Adi is uh, is talking about uh, XSS filters versus payloads. Um, he's freaking awesome. Uh, Eddie and I have, have done some work together, and uh, he was out at ExcaliburCon, and he, like, knows his shit, and he's very, very, very good. So... And I, I've seen him talk a couple places before, and he's, he's really good. So, you know, again... You know, the keynotes can lick ass, but they actually have some really great technical speakers that are talking about some some really cool forward-thinking stuff. Um, so uh, definitely look through the list. Um, you know, get PostgreSQL working on your fucking iPhone or whatever and download the, like, 1,700 fucking things that you can look at uh, and then and then dig through. If you want other suggestions and you're bored and you don't feel like looking through the list, like, I'll, I'll try and post you know, where I would go if I could go there. But I can't because 
motherfucking California in fucking San Francisco passed a fucking law that for a fucking week, next fucking week, that you can't fucking swear. Or you can get fined. What? I'm not bullshitting. You look that shit up. So I guess anyone listening to this on Monday is really fucked. (laughs) (laughs) And every single person I showed that to goes... What the fuck, really? <laughs> no, just, like every single person, it just goes fucking serious. This is like their way of paying everybody back the IOUs from last year's taxes. I, you know what? Hey, listen. I guess when your state is that totally fucked and has no money, you got to figure out some way to generate. And the old fucking governor was like, maybe people shouldn't be cussing. Fuck that. Fucking stupid people. <laughs> you know, like, so what happens if they're filming like a movie and the, in the script it says the word fuck? Tough shit, man. They get fined. If the cops hear it, they're going to, they're, they're going to be in the fucking yellow jumpsuit. That's funny. Um, Just like Chris Nickerson. Yeah. Did it bring out your eyes? I mean, I really wish I had a picture of it. Dude, it was really funny that I was, the first call that I made was the client. And uh, and I was like, so I'm not going to make up some bullshit story. I've been sitting in the back of a cop car from an unpaid ticket, and this is stupid. And apparently I'm going to jail. And the guy started laughing, and he's like, "Uh, so you think you'll be out, like, today? And I'm like, I fucking hope so, man. It's just for an unpaid ticket. And he's like, well, I mean, if you get out early enough, call me, and you'll probably need a drink by then. And I'm like, dude, I will call you, and I will go have a drink. (laughs) And... uh, yeah, and the and the cop that he put me in the car, he went to go get my the cop was so cool, man. He like he went to go get my stuff out of the car, locked my car up, like hid my laptop under the seat, like it was just awesome, right? Comes back over and I have like the phone sitting on my uh on my shoulder and he closed the door so I could have like privacy and have a conversation. And then he's standing there looking at me. State cop or what? Uh he was just yeah, he was a uh Colorado uh, State, State Patrol uh trooper. Um, so dude, he's sitting there staring at me and I'm like, you know, done. And I kind of like wiggle the phone off and it goes into my lap and I'm sitting there just kind of complacent chilling. And he's just like staring at me and I'm like, what the fuck, man? Did I see you on TV? (laughs) (laughs) You're fucking tiger team. (laughs) But he's, he's just staring at me. And then I see him like kind of have a weird look in his brow, like, like the doing the shame thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, maybe he feels bad about giving me a phone or he wasn't supposed to do that or something. And I'm like, is everything cool? I'm like, I'm sorry. I, you know, thank you so much, sir, for, you know, let me use the phone. And, you know, I really appreciate it. And I'm like talking to him through like the glass and like the thing. And I see him turn his head to the right and look in the front of the car. And then I kind of realize and I look in the front of the car and his keys are like in the ignition. <laughs> he locked you in the car. So he locked himself out of the car and me into the car. <sighs> So I'm sitting there and I just, I, I just like, I like scoff and laugh and I look back at him and I'm like, I'm not laughing at you, sir. That sucks. I fucking locked my keys in the car before. I was like, <clears throat> so this is going to sound really weird, but I can get out of the cuffs and let you in if that's cool. And, and he's like, like, you know, now super confused and right. staring at me with his head kind of cocked aside. Like a dog. And I'm like. Sir, sir, talk to a dog. Yeah, like, I'm like, sir, you know, like, this is kind of part of our job. We teach lock picking and, you know, avoidance mechanisms and how to get around stuff. And, and, you know, like, I have a way that I can get out of these if you'd like me to, but, you know, you have to verbally tell me that because I'm not going to just go, like, get out of handcuffs in your car and get beat up. And he kind of, la- <laughs> like, you see him <laughs> laugh, 
And he's like just about to like actually, it looks like he's going to tell me to do it. And he goes uh, and like opens his mouth and starts to like go forward a little bit and then has like an epiphany and like he's searching through his coat, searching through his coat and then pulls out a key, spare key. and opens the door. And he goes, he opens the, the passenger door to the front of the car and he goes, did you? And he just closes the door and he opens my door and he goes, did you just say get out of the cuffs? And I was like, yeah, sir. I just, you know, I uh, no disrespect or anything else. Like, I'm not going to fuck around or anything. I just, you know, this is kind of what we do. He's like, so for, you know, theory's sake, how do you expect you can get out of the cuffs? And I was like, well, sir, I, I have a, a bobby Five pin and, 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 <laughs> a, and a tension bar in my back pocket. And he's like, excuse me? And I was like, here. And so I like bent over so it's obvious that like I am incapacitated to do anything and like with my right hand reach into my pocket and pull out both of them and kind of go like this and dangle it <laughs> and he just goes fucking sit back <laughs> and I put it back in my he didn't take it didn't do shit just put it back in my pocket he gets in the front of the car and he's like has this huge grin on his face and he kind of looks back at me and he goes do you like stained because they were like playing on XM radio. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, they're pretty cool. He's like, all right, cool. Turns it up to like fucking throw down drunk in the car volume, gotcha. like really loud. And we're both like, I'm like cuffed, <laughs> bobbing my head, fucking <laughs> rocking out to this thing. Get in there. You know, he gets my booking agent and all that shit. My booking sergeant, my booking sergeant's laughing. I'm like making jokes and shit with him. And we're like having fun. Sergeant Barney, he's just fucking hysterical. Right, cops about to leave. There, excuse me, the troopers about to leave, and um, he stops and he goes, "Mr. Nickerson," and I'm like, "Yes, sir." And he's like, "I just wanted to tell you that you are by far the nicest and most respectful person I've ever had to take to jail." <laughs> and well, I congratulations. lost it laughing, <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, tears in my eyes laughing, right? And I'm like, "Sir, I don't mean any disrespect to that comment. It's just the whole." nice kind respectful thing in the same sentence as take you to jail <laughs> that just kind of got me and he goes yeah that is kind of fucked up and just <laughs> laughed and opened the door and he's like well take it easy and uh so sergeant barney comes over to me he goes hey look uh sergeant barney yeah so he goes hey look <laughs> his he last goes, name fife <laughs> I, well his last name was barney oh, that's so um, i thought so, you were on a first name basis all no. at this point well i i did <laughs> Mike, uh, but um, so I, I as as we're sitting there talking, like for a second, he goes, "Look," and he goes, uh, "You know, Trooper May, or it began with an M. I can't recall." Uh, he he talked to me, and he went inside, and he talked to all the booking sergeants inside, and he asked to get you out as quick as possible. And I was like, "That's fucking awesome." And he's like, "He's like, so we'll get you out of here as quick as we can." Still gonna take three hours. Well, it still took six hours. Yeah, but six. Yeah, and I was in a yellow jumpsuit the whole time with a whole bunch of really fucking crazy career jail people, and like you know, there was like the personas, right? So there's the one dude who looked kind of like my cousin Keith. He's a monster, dude. That dude was fucking huge, and he was the, he was like the nicest guy. He was this big dude. He's probably like six eight, six nine. Right, maybe three fifty, fucking built like a brick shit house, fucking iron cross tattoos and a skull with the fucking SS helmet on, and like serious wicked shit all over him. 
big giant smile, fucking round face. Because you're white. Yeah, just, <laughs> but just, but just the like kindest, nicest person to me, right? Right. And again, and like a Mexican dude. Uh, there's, there's the well, like the Mexican guy who only spoke, like he didn't really speak Spanish. He only spoke like Mexican. Um, there was the crazy Mexican dude who would ran out of the shower, ass naked, flapping his arms like a bird, just going, <laughs> right, which is fucking hysterical. There was uh, the career jail dude who was trying to expend, uh, explain to everybody, like, dude, you should move your trial to this day because this judge likes this stuff better. And since you're on this charge, they're probably only going to give you this. I mean, he like, he guy should just turn it to being a fucking attorney. Yeah. You know, because um, he's been it in so many times. Uh, there was one dude that I affectionately named Oh Fuck 58 Grand uh, because that's all he said for six hours. Was, fuck, man. 58 Grand? Fuck. <laughs> Mom. Fuck! I can't can't fucking believe fucking fifty eight grand. Like that's it. That's all he said. So his name was Oh Fuck Fifty Eight Grand. Um, there was the freaked out crazy nerd dude who kept screaming at people on the phone and telling his dad he was like a cocksucking fag fuck face and like his mom that she was a bitch and like and this is all because no one would like you know sign his his cosign agreement to get him bailed out. Yeah, and so I'm sitting there next to this fucking shit show of stuff and. You know, of course, the big crazy dude looks at me first, and I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm like, fine, I'll get this on with." And he just looks at me and kind of like, uh, he's like, "Size me up," trying to figure out why I said something to him. And I was like, "So, I got a question for you." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "So, because that's on your wrist, it's got to be either like, you know, like your wife." Or, you know, maybe maybe your sister, because I don't think you'd put your daughter's name on your wrist. And he goes, huh? Now, out of all these crazy tattoos, in like the same color, he has Emily written on his wrist. Okay. And uh, he shakes his head and becomes like out of angry mode into just like wondering what the fuck I think. And just is like, no, it's my sister. And I was like, right on, that's fucking cool. <laughs> he sits down and he's like, so why the fuck are you here? <laughs> and uh, you know, a speeding ticket. Yeah, my uh, is that what it was? It was a speeding ticket. Yeah, and I, and I go, I go, because of a fucking speeding ticket. He's like, you fucking serious? He's like, I've been locked up in fucking Las Vegas for three months, and they finally transferred me out here, and I'm getting out today. And I'm like, that's awesome, you know. So did you ask him what he was in? For? He becomes my friend. Oh, and he was telling me how he got jumped in Vegas by these dudes who were just being fucking assholes while he was in cuffs and shackles and like. Yeah, I was a, like, he becomes my friend and we start together fucking with other people because, like, now I have friends. It's all good. Um, which, so, <laughs> so he's like, did he start trading your ass for cigarettes? Oh, <laughs> dude. So, so, uh, because Barney was cool with us, right. he let us stay in the area all day, like, all of us, all day long where the phones are. Didn't have to really go, well, we went to sell once. Um, but so we're sitting there right before you started the riot and angry fuck you dad guy right is on the phone and he's he, he said something to his girlfriend about like his girlfriend was in the house with a bunch of her friends and her friends told her to go to her room and not come out till they were done talking and so like this guy was angry about that and he goes you fucking they told you to fucking go to your room what the fuck and he's like next time they say that you fucking tell them fuck you or I'll hit you in the fucking nuts with a bat like and so as he says that, right? So he's got anger issues. Yeah, he's just going crazy about <laughs> it, right? And he's just aggro, freaking out on the phone. So now, big giant skinhead dude goes, 
and he's sitting on the phone, and he's, like, going to call his wife to tell her she's getting out, and he's just fucking such a cool dude, he was, like, way cool, like, talking to him, aside from the other crazy shit, but he's, uh... He's sitting on this phone. He's a really cool skinhead since I'm white. <laughs> and uh, whatever, dude. People are cool to me. I don't give a fuck what they do. I, I know, mean, I know. So it's better than having your ass beat. So uh, he's he's staring at this dude, the aggro dude, and he's just staring at him. And he looks at me, and he, and he forgets that it's one of those click calls, so it records the segment. Mm-hmm. And he's making a joke to me. He goes, "What? What'd you say, bitch? What? Uh, what?" Next time you fucking say that, I'm going to come home. I'm going to hit you in the fucking nuts with a bat. You fucking re- understand that shit. And I look at him and I was like, dude, you talk like that again. You're going to have to fucking go to your room until I'm done talking. <laughs> and the fucking guy, the aggro dude on the phone, hears this go down between he and I. And we're both like laughing and crying and looks at us and looks at him and looks at me and just drops the phone because he's laughing so hard because he realized like how fucked up that must sound. Right on the outside so he's there like dying laughing all of us are laughing the other people who are like in there listening to us are now all laughing and the sergeant comes over and he's like what the fuck is going on and I'm like dude that was just really funny so he explained to him what happened and and he's just he's now laughing he's like fuck work and I'm gonna sit with you guys this sounds way more fun than doing paperwork and I'm like no dude I wanna go home (laughs) oh there was some girl who asked me for heroin yeah, some quickly, some girl who asked me for heroin, and I'm like, I didn't realize I was going to jail today, so I forgot to pack my ass with heroin. <laughs> and she looked at co-ed me. co-ed jail? Yeah. She looked at me and just accepted it like, fair enough. Like, like had he known he, known he was going to jail, well, you know he why? probably would have had the heroin, but he didn't. So I can understand him not bringing it. And so Barney hears this conversation and comes over and stares at her for a second. And stares at me, and she and he goes, he obviously he didn't know I was going to jail, and just fucking turns around <laughs> and walks away. The reason it she was had, fucking she, crazy. The reason she accepted was she had no energy to do anything but accept. What? She's like, well, I mean, I guess if he doesn't have. That's why she didn't go. So that's a no. <laughs> yeah. So on the jail note. Thank you for listening to episode 50. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you for donating to keep us talking about stupid bullshit. And Which we will get the webcam set up eventually. And yeah, and, and we'll get sound, and we'll get it so that you guys can hear callers and stuff. Um, as long as you don't stop downloading. Because yeah. if you stop downloading the podcast, fucking audio is gone on the, on the guest yeah, part. that's it. That's it. We're raping licks. <laughs> Live. <laughs> and we're only going to do it. Oh, he's supposed to be wearing a dress right now, isn't he? No. He didn't donate enough money for a dress. Oh, that's true. He donated enough money for you to berate him, which you did. Okay. And that's about it. All right. Fine. (laughs) I did call him a cum dumpster, I guess. that's. We'll auction off. You know what we'll do? (laughs) Whoever pays the most money gets to pick the dress in Vegas at B-Sides that that he has to wear. If You know what? I'm fine with that if Lix gets the money. That's fine. Oh, yeah. See, that's a different story. See? He goes, that's a different story. He'll whore himself out. That's fine. Oh, dude. Joe's girl makes the fucking wildest, craziest final shit ever. Jo- my buddy Joe in oh, DC. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we could get him in some fucking like Lady Assless Gaga caps. shit. <laughs> Big fucking hair. <laughs> we could dress up licks like Lady Gaga and have him perform a show if you get enough yeah! money. Yeah. There's a nice there's supposed to be like some sort of club in the, in the new house. Yeah, the new house. So we can put him up on a stage. Oh, dude. 
and you gotta pay oh, a dollar. Oh, you gotta pay five dollars no, to I'm see Licks gonna... perform. No, you're right. You don't have to strip. All you gotta do is keep the clothes on. Yeah, people aren't gonna pack it in there. It's gonna be tight enough. <laughs> Oh, dude. <laughs> we have so many events to plan. We have to go. We have, uh, we, yeah, we do have to go. We got to plan, we got to plan the, the bury a noodle in the pool. Whatever bury a noodle, the <laughs> wet noodle. <laughs> the wet noodle. EFF, EFF's wet your noodle for charity. Uh, with girls. Wet your noodle it's for. only girl, yeah. It, no. Wolf, we had the wet. marketing. I'll have to go back yeah, and listen we'll, to we'll the episode. We'll have to actually listen to this episode now. <laughs> uh, all right. So, well, hopefully that'll tide you over on your plane rides and. Fun trips yeah. and the double stuffed fifty and the double stuffed fifty has double come stuffed to an 50. end. <laughs> that makes it sound really cheap. Two lines, no waiting. I can't handle a triple stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that's for episode one hundred. Oh man, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, well, you know what? This is what we do. <laughs> Time to bring the lube. <laughs> Time to start drinking. <laughs> All right. Uh, Just uh, remember. One more tip from Exotic Liability. Daddy only drinks because you cry. Oh, I get a high, so what a guy. Carry my, carry my, no, you can't read my open face. Carry my, carry my, no, you can't read Pop, 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 pop,